You're listening to The Dilly Show with author Brendan Dilly, now available as a daily podcast. You can catch the show live Monday through Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern. Go to dillyshow.com for details. And now, your host, Brendan Dilly. Good morning, MAGA. Welcome to The Dilly Show. I'm your host, author Brendan Dilly. It's my book right here, still breathing. The wisdom and teachings of a perfectly flawed man. You can pick that up on Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, or any other major book retailer. Also, if you love this show, support the show at Subscribestar.com forward slash The Dilly Show. Still the best place for you to become a subscriber with your individual donation for as little as five bucks a month. You can make sure we keep the lights on around here. And if you love the show, but you want to take it on the road with you, you can do, do it now as a podcast by going to bit.ly forward slash Dilly Show. That's bit.ly forward slash Dilly Show, courtesy of Magical producer trevor check that out today all right good morning everybody happy thursday uh november the 16th 2023 i am thrilled to be here with you guys today i also have my guest in studio today uh matt kim we're gonna bring him in here here in a second thrilled to have him co-hosting with me today we've got all kinds of fun topics we've got to talk about uh meatball ron swan diving in florida his home state super embarrassing we're also going to talk about this apex summit where we invite uh, a, a communist dictator to America and uh, apparently the, the entire government and all of our wealthy line up to take turns kissing his ass. We'll talk about that today. We've also got a bunch of uh, crazy stories out last night. We saw mostly peaceful riots in Washington, D.C., courtesy of Hamas, which, uh, as you guys all know, I don't give a flying fuck about the Middle East, but we're going to cover the fact that they are now rioting down at the Capitol and nobody will be charged for an insurrection. But they are going to be down there, I think, every night starting shit. So it'll be funny. So we got a big show for you guys today. I'm really excited. Uh, Matt's in the house. We've got some great memes. Started with a throwback meme, courtesy of MAGA Devil Dog. That was a fun one. But I got a bunch of new stuff that we're going to play today. And it's some throwback stuff. You know, just a little, little fucking mix, uh, a little mixed bag today. And we're going to talk about San Francisco and how clean it is. And also, my friend Matt asks the question, what do they do with all this shit and homeless people, and where are they hiding them for the next two weeks? We're not sure, but we're going to discuss it on the show today. Uh, but it's going to be a big show, but first, let's take care of a little bit of MAGA Commerce. Oh my god, it is licorishguy.com. You guys know how much we love the licorice guy. Number one, because you can make friends using licorice guy. That's right. You just buy yourself a gigantic portion of this licorice and uh, you hand out the bags. And I swear to you, in a post-apocalyptic society, you're going to need shit to barter with and trade. And unless you want to have to trade your loved ones, possibly your wife, I suggest you load up on licorishguy.com. Always have this stuff on supply in your house. It's the biggest licorice you're going to find. It's the freshest licorice you're going to find. And they've got probably the best array of flavors. Red licorice, cinnamon licorice, black licorice, chocolate licorice, grape licorice, blue raspberry licorice, and they even have seasonal flavors like green apple, which is in stock for a little bit longer. You guys know how the green apple is, though. Once that shit is gone, it is gone. 
so you better not be crying about it. LicorishGuy.com is where you're going to go. Promo code DILLY15 will get you 15% off. Don't forget, you can mix and match on all bundle orders, so that way you can try a little bit of everything. Uh, probably the best, one of the best treats you could find around LicorishGuy.com. Promo code DILLY15. Our other sponsor of the day, Kaylee.com. And, uh, well, let's, let me just tell you guys a little bit about the Kaylee.com Peppermint Lolo. That's what we got going here. This is the limited edition Peppermint Bundle. It's here for the holidays. The bundle includes just Lolo body butter, a Peppermint body scrub, and a Peppermint lip balm. All right? You treat yourself or spread the cheer because everyone deserves a little bit of Peppermint magic. You know it's that time of year. Uh, the time for giving. So either give this to somebody you love or give yourself the gift of nice, smooth skin. Maybe make yourself a little more youthful, huh? Maybe plump up the skin with some Kaylee.com. You guys love them. Everybody always is excited about the uh, special edition products. It's limited edition. It's only going to be here for a few weeks, and then it's gone. And then you have to wait a whole year to get it back. Kaylee.com. You can use promo code DillyDilly for 10% off any non-sale items, but otherwise, check this out today. That is Kaylee.com, the Peppermint Bundle, and uh, it's here for the holiday season. Check them out. That is our sponsor of the day. All right, you guys, I'm uh, coming in here, and we're going to bring you my buddy. My buddy Matt Kim is in the house. Matt, what's up, dude? What's up? Thank you so much for having me, and uh, bro, it's amazing to be here. Can I give a quick shout-out to the Please. meme team? Yes. The meme team has been so amazing ever since we did the podcast together. Yeah. And they've been engaging, and <laughs> I I love them. They are so awesome. Aren't they cool? <laughs> They're the best. They're, yeah, they are. They Can really I give are. one more shout-out? I know I'm yes. taking over. Can I do no, one no, more shout-out? Fucking jump on in here, bro. Bro, you gave me a bag of that licorice when you came to the studio. <laughs> And you gave me that green apple. Yes. And I'm so happy that it was like your sponsor. They're not sponsoring me, by the way. Yeah. I ate that whole bag. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's so I, good. I, yeah, dude. The licorice is dangerous, bro. You like, oh, if my you, God. If you crack it, like, especially if you're working, like, you're sitting, you got that bag next to you. Pff, whole so thing. dangerous. Yeah, you murdered the whole thing, dude. I ate that whole green apple, and it was fire. Yeah, good. I'm glad you enjoyed <laughs> it, man. Welcome. Well, yeah, the meme team is thrilled. They lo they've loved your show. They've been checking it out. They've been uh, tuning in. And they're excited to support you and what you're doing. And obviously excited to have you here on the broadcast with us today. Awesome. Thank you. They made sure to, to like make some really offensive memes and shit that, <laughs> that would put you in an awkward position. So love it. <laughs> so we got some really fun stuff to talk about. Um, yeah. Yeah. The, the, we've got great sponsors here, dude. I'm very blessed. And, uh, you know, honestly, most of my sponsors are looking for other shows to sponsor. Mm. So hopefully uh, some of them will take note of what you're doing and maybe reach out and connect with you for your your podcast because you've got a fantastic podcast thank you thank you and how, you've been doing this like the podcast you've been doing like full-time now is it almost a year coming up on a year maybe less not, than a year eight months nine eight months, months something like that and full-time i think is generous you now know? hold on okay so you you started the podcast about eight months ago but you have like a massive instagram yeah that happened starting in maybe so that, june that's separate though yeah, that's that just went on fire maybe June. Before then, I was trickling like 30, 40,000 people. And then and it blew then up to like 300. 380 something. Holy I don't schmoly. Know. Yeah, that was like three months. So did you, have, you had something go viral then? Is that what it is? Was it the video that, that Andrew Tate and those guys all grabbed and then Trump grabbed? or? Yeah, the biggest one, the big first like huge one. I think it did like 50 or 100 million views. Um, 
I did a video on the Titan. Remember that Titan video, the submarine? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. So that I you. did a, you did that video. Yeah, I did a quick video saying like, hey, while this all the stuff about the Titan is going on, here's all the news we missed this week, and I don't know what happened. That guy shared all over the world, fifty really? million views, something like this, and that's really what like took the big jump that yeah. weekend. I think I gained one hundred and fifty thousand people that's in a weekend. Yeah. The Titan submarine. Oh my god, dude! <laughs> the dumb fucking, I yeah, said no. The idiots they went in that stupid fucking Pringles can and they went died under the ocean. I was like, I can't believe we care about billionaires trapped in a soda can. I, I, that you know what? It gave me so much content for a week though, dude, because it was just such. It was the dumbest premise. Like, and then I kept getting new pictures and videos of them sitting Indian style in their shitty little can. And I'm like, someone was like, this is a good idea. And I'm like, and I saw them controlling it with a PS4 controller. And I was just like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen rich people do. And then they died. And if someone came out and said, I don't think they're dead. Someone hit them away and something's <laughs> going on. It's probably more believable, to yes. be honest, than billionaires trapped in a soda can. Well, and That's then, so and, stupid. Well, and then I liked it because they gave you the false sense of like s the chance they might have be alive. <laughs> right? And it went days. They were like, maybe. And then Biden was like, Oh yeah, they died like instantly. Like they came out like four days later. Like no, nah, they hit like twelve thousand feet and imploded. It crushed them to death. And it was like, oh fuck. Okay, I guess that's pretty dark. <laughs> oh, good stuff, dude. Um, all right. So, so you started blowing up basically, uh, and and you've been doing the podcast for eight months. Insta though, obviously, is driving things right now because yeah. you've got a a lot of very shareable videos. Um, I shared you the first time I was introduced to your content because I'm not on Instagram. Or I don't really use it, and uh, but I, it was the video that you did, and you were breaking a um, was it an economic video? Was the one that Trump shared? What was the video that Trump shared from yours? Oh, it was about the uh, Fulton County. That's it, what it was. It was about the indictment of Fulton yes. County. Yeah. So he shared that, and I was like, oh my god, this is such a succinct and great breakdown. Mm. And so then I shared it on my show. I actually played the entire thing, and I did a whole talk about it after we were done. And then I found that you had a Twitter account. I'm like, oh sweet, I'm gonna follow this guy. And, uh, and I started seeing your content more and I'm like, oh my God, like his videos are really good. And then I found out you were in Georgia cause you were posting about it around Halloween. And I'm like, oh, you too have a safe neighborhood. That's awesome. <laughs> so that's cool, man. So then, uh, obviously we've been able to connect after that, but, uh, very excited to have you here, dude. You, are you ready to get into some of these topics today? Hey, let's go. All right. We got some pretty good ones. So, um, first, well, let's start with something that you told me. Cause I was like, Matt, does this matter? Mm. And you were like, eh, not really. Yeah. And, uh, and so let's, why don't you tell us why it's not that big of a deal? That is, uh, FCC approves rules to prevent digital discrimination. Sounds ominous. Congress tasked the FCC with closing the digital divide. Here's what the agency's doing. Now, before, obviously, we're not going to get into this bullshit article. Matt, tell me why this doesn't matter or why you don't think it's that big of a deal. I think that there, I think this is a play for just more big government. So, you know, with the Democratic Party, they just want to make the government bigger, spend more money, add more jobs for themselves. Right. Having an extra division, an extra arm, or not even extra arm. I don't think they're getting extra control. Um, they're just monitoring or they're working with the people that they already control, which is the Internet service providers. It's not any groundbreaking stuff. I don't think anyone's going to lose their freedoms. If anything, they've you, you read this though. What, what did it actually was? It was dealing with basically you can't discriminate monetarily by charging some people more. Is that what it was? That's exactly what you can't discriminate um, based on where they live or 
um, their race or they just love to make rules around race and it doesn't really do anything. They already control these divisions. This is just something that they can add and they say, hey, look, we diversified the Internet. Gotcha. Internet's diverse. Okay, so so essentially this first step feels fairly pointless, more more like just sort of saying, look at us virtue signaling about how we're making sure that everybody's equal and shit, right? Come election time, it's a bullet point that they can say that, hey, we fought the we fought discrimination and we're for diversity. It's a bullet point thing. I don't think they're so, actually So Magical Trevor's control. concerned. Here's what he said in the chat. He says, mm -hmm. uh, laying the groundwork for the FCC to control over what can be broadcast over the internet, just like TV. He thinks this is the first step, even so, though this is fairly benign. Do you feel like that might that could be what I, it, we're looking at, or does this feel like it's fairly fairly closed end? It's more of a monetary regulation than it is a ah. control and what you can say regulation. Gotcha. So that's why if if it were controlling you based on what you can say and throttling you, etc., I think that'd be a bigger concern. Gotcha. But this is more a monetary thing. Gotcha. It's a it's an ability for the FCC to give fines. You know what's un it's unsettling though is deal. it feels like it's where they. They start to normalize their inner involvement at a higher level. You know what I'm saying? Like it's sometimes, sometimes it's what it feels like where they're just like, "Oh, hey, this wasn't even like, is this even really a thing? Like, do we have internet? Like, Cox is all, I'm sorry, you sound black. Uh, I'm gonna need to raise your rates. Like, I don't think that's how it works, I, is it? Like, I, I don't think it's a thing either. I don't think the internet companies go, "All right, we're gonna charge more, right, based on race." They're business people. If they were doing that, then they would lose business really right. fast. We have a lot of options in life now. It's not like you have one provider like we used to have. Right. right. Everyone has options. You have two, three, four people you can choose from. Right. It, it doesn't make. It doesn't make. So sense you're not from too scared part. of this one. This is not a big concern for me. Okay. All right. That's fair. That's good. That's good enough for me, dude. I, I I saw it and I was like, huh. And I was like, okay. I don't know if I need to do a full breakdown on this or what. Saw a couple of bullet points. I think people are just so. And rightfully so. People are so completely distrusting of the government now. Mm, fair. They can't even do benign shit without assuming it's the worst thing we've ever seen, right? Yeah, the government does a lot of things just for the sake of increasing the size of government. Right. Um, figure out ways to spend more money and figure right. out a way to grow the Bureaucratically, the right? Exactly. I think this is one of those Expanding things. Expanding budgets. Yeah. Yeah. Fuckers. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. These I don't you just never know with these guys. I tell you, you <laughs> never know. All right. Uh that works for me. All right. This was a, the subject you specifically asked me for, right, Matt? I think you wanted to talk about <laughs> yeah, this. Yeah. I was so curious <laughs> yeah, about yeah. how this is gonna Matt go. Matt was like, dude, we need to talk about this company that's behind Miss Universe <laughs> and how they filed for bankruptcy after transgender controversy. So Matt, I'm not uh I don't want to make any assumptions here, but it feels like the marketplace wasn't really ready for chicks with dicks uh, wearing evening wear and and confusing the entire planet about what the, I, is this even slightly shocking to you? I mean, that's very um, non accepting of you. You know, how dare you? You have to accept. Dude, I know you gotta accept it. Like, dude, it's a lady penis. Relax, it's not a big deal. Not a big deal. It's not it's, chicks it's, with dicks. No big deal. No big deal, dude. <laughs> um, it's so weird because this used to be like hallowed ground for women, right? Like where they could aspire to doing. You know, if you went the pageant route, you had to have like immaculate skin. Mm. You had to have, you know, you have to be super well spoken and pretty hair and 
fucking good style. I mean, it's like a whole thing. And uh, and it's so weird that they were like, hey, let's try to slip some dudes in there and see how people like it. Like, I mean, I don't know, man. Yeah, I mean, we all saw this coming, right? Right. And I think Victoria's Secrets is doing the same thing where they were going to like. Well, they did. Accepting all different types of models and right. people stopped watching the Victoria's. They stopped watching the show. They stopped yeah. watching their content. Who wants to watch that? But they changed. You see, Victoria's Secret was like, oh, shit, we got to go back yeah. to Pretty Girls. We're losing too much money. Yeah, and now they're bringing back the supermodels. And it yeah. makes sense. Like, that's what people want to see. That's what even the girls want to see. Dude, can I ask you something? Do you think supermodels, because I've been around some supermodels in my day, all right? Let me just ask you. Do you think supermodels during this whole, like, hey, let's have fat chicks on the cover? We're like, oh my God, I get to eat like fucking noodles and carbs again finally. Like, do you, do you like, cause think about the years where it was like, for years it was like supermodels eat like 12 calories a day, right? And they can't have any. And people were so concerned about their livelihoods. And then for, we had this like five year stint where they were like, hey, let's put like really fat chicks on the cover. And I bet all those women were like, this is great. Like, I can have like a latte with like whipped cream and shit. Like, <laughs> I bet you there are a lot of pissed off supermodels. I bet you there are 100%. a lot of anti-woke supermodels because like they know it's bullshit too they were getting squeezed out of their jobs let's be real to be a supermodel and stay the way they do it's a lot of damn work tons of work you have to make a huge amount of sacrifice and to see these heifers walk in and all of a sudden take their roles that they worked hard for you got to understand like they'd be pretty upset too i would be upset if i were them so percent dude Oh my god, my chat is so diluted right now. <laughs> they thought that I was talking about supermodels beyond like except for my wife. I was referring to my wife. <laughs> what the fuck? I'm gonna you guys are gonna get me in trouble. I'm talking about my wife. I look down and the chat is antagonizing. You're like, oh brothers you get in trouble. Who do you think I was talking about? Hey, Matt, I don't me- care. Supermodels, I accept you. <laughs> <laughs> Hit me up. Matt is accepting the supermodel. Jesus, you guys are fucking assholes. I got no backup over there. I look at my chat. I always think that they have my back. And I look down, and they're antagonizing my wife. And they're like, oh, oh, did you know he knew supermodels? I'm like, you are the supermodel. Jesus, come on, babe. So this this uh, segment doesn't come with, like, video? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean? yeah dude, we'd be in trouble. All right, so so we got we got chicks with dicks. I mean, that's... that's uh, do you feel like this the, the trans movement, dude? Uh, can we even call it that? Can you have a movement if you are like one and a half percent of an entire society? And I think that's weird because even people within the community, and I'll call them a community because they are. Yeah, there's people. Yeah, they got a thing. Yeah, agree. They don't all agree. I'm going to say it's even not even a major majority of their community. Right. So it's such a subset of a subset of a subset of a subset of a subset. Right. And to give it so much voice and so much movement, like 99.9% of the country, maybe more, this is not relevant to their lives. And... We just give it too much, I think. I think both sides do, though. Yeah. Know? And I get why. It's funny, and it's something that people can gawk at and look at, but right. the reality is it's not the biggest issue in the but, country. But they're passing and doing legislative shit yeah. as if it's a larger demographic, Correct. and that's not because of us, Yeah, right? That's because there's clearly some fucking weird agenda. It could be financial, could be you know androgynous, just trying to make America a little bit more confused or weak i don't know or we're we're setting up to accept michelle obama maybe boom there you go (laughs) dude you know what's weird too about the whole thing is uh i remember growing up dude like the 80s and 90s and uh and i'm 41 years old dude so like they weren't they were cross-dressers before yeah 
It was just like, oh, you're a guy that likes to wear boobs and stuff. Like, whatever. That's fucking weird. And I had a neighbor. I've told this story on my show several times. And, uh, you know, he was married. And then one day, dude, he started mowing his lawn in high heels with fake tits. And we were like, where's your wife, dude? <laughs> and we used to cat call him. And he thought it was the funniest shit. We were teenagers. We were like, what's up, Darlene? Um, anyway, but it was like cross-dressers, right? Mm. And, then, and then, like, that wasn't enough for you to be like, oh, that's a cross-dresser. And just be nice. You'll be polite. Then it was like. Then it was like, okay, now we're going into the trans thing and like we're going to start like cu cutting off our body parts and shit. And then what upset me, Matt, was I have had a few different uh, experiences when I'm out and about like at a store mm. where there's like a trans person. And what pissed me off is, and, and I'm not saying this is all of them because I can't speak to that. But like there was one that used to work at the auto parts store by my house. This fucking guy, he would show up with makeup on and a dress and stuffed boobies and he wouldn't shave his fucking face. And it offended me because I was like, you're still a dude. You're too lazy. And you're rushing out the door and was like, let me just throw some makeup on and a dress, but you left all of this. And then I have to stand in front of you and call you Sheila. And that's uncomfortable for me. So I can get it like the, look, like the, the fucking trans Miss Universe ladies, I can at least respect the amount of time that went into trying to pass off as a chick. But I don't like when I go to a store and a bro is being like a bro, like a typical lazy ass dude that like couldn't be bothered to shave before work. But then he's like, I put makeup on my eyelids. And so you got to call me a girl's name. Yeah. I'll, Have you observed this? Yeah. I was at Costco, I think a couple of months ago and you know, they scan you for the self checkout and this is Georgia. Right. Thank you, ma'am. Yes. What'd you do? And he gave me, she, he gave me the dirtiest look. Like you I said made, I said, ma'am, it, it looked like a girl. What do you want me to do? Apparently it wasn't. <laughs> Wait, was it a girl? It, I guess not. Cause <laughs> I got mean mugged so hard. And this is Georgia. Yes. We say, thank you, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, exactly. This is a normal part of our vernacular, right? Yes. We just do it naturally. And I think it's awesome. And he was so offended by it. And I was like, uh, how am I supposed to know? So wait, so was, so was it a chick trying to be a dude? Apparently I thought it was a woman. <laughs> Hold on. So and this story doesn't actually have a conclusion because you never actually figured out no. whether you're dealing with a guy or a girl. <laughs> I don't care what you want to do, but don't be so mad at me because I couldn't tell the difference. Right. It's like ambiguous, you know? Yes, I, and, I agree. And I think it's so weird because I enjoyed America when you could just talk shit about everybody Thank and it you. was okay, <laughs> yes. you know, and you know, you can make fun of you, you can make fun of you and everything was fair game. Right. And I think when you start saying you can't make fun of certain people, right. That's well, really when it gets and weird. Matt, I grew up like with where if you were, if you were being accepted into a group, right, mm. whether it's a football team or a basketball team or a baseball team or just a collective of, you know, dudes that you were hanging out with, being made fun of was literally how you got accepted was everybody was like, we're all different and that's what's funny as shit. And we would like single out each other's insecurities and be like, bah, bah, bah. and you're like, that's quite literally how, especially groups of mm. men like bond is like talking shit and busting balls and kind of having fun with it. And then they were like, they came along with this whole, whatever the fuck this is. And like, stop noticing things. So yeah. like, like this is what I was getting at with the, my guy. Like, I'm looking at you, bro. You didn't shave. I didn't shave. We both have hair on our face. 
but you're making me call you Jennifer or whatever. And that's fucked up. Like, I should be able to point that out. Like, just we're a little, were you in a rush this morning, Jen? Like, I can <laughs> see your fucking beard. You know what I mean? Like, your shit isn't, you look slobby. Uh, but yeah, we're not allowed to make fun of each other equally anymore. It's weird. That's kind of all I had to say on that. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to make fun of everyone. Right. And if you make fun of me, I don't care at all. Right. Yeah, right there with I, and I think there's a bonding experience, right? And you, through making fun of each other, you start noticing and accepting the stereotypes of other people because right. stereotypes exist for a reason, right? Because they're usually true. <laughs> right. And it's funny and it's okay and we accept right. it and it becomes normal. Right. And when you say you can't, then all of a sudden that's where the anger comes from. Right. I think if we're like, we can all make fun of trans people, people will be nicer to trans people. I, I truly believe so. It's true. Well, dude, I, I don't remember anybody giving a shit about RuPaul. Mm. RuPaul been around since what? Fucking late 80s, early 90s? Yeah. Got a whole show and everything by late 90s on, on MTV, right? I don't remember people people being like, oh, that fucking whatever, that what, woman, man, whatever, needs to be off the air. Because like, no one gave a shit. They were just like, all right, it's fucking funny. And well, then RuPaul was self-deprecating about it. Yeah. Which made you feel more like, oh, I'm dealing with like just a normal level-headed person that's different than me. Or when Dennis Rodman used to walk around in a dress. Fucking and we thought it was dress. funny. And it was awesome. And it was yes. like something we could talk about. Yeah. You can't do it anymore. Nah, you can't talk about it. It sucks. It, it does suck. My wife is in the chat saying she was a fan of the RuPaul show. <laughs> <laughs> of course you were, honey. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. So that's that's enough trannies. That's just, I guess it's one of those things <laughs> that socially, well, you have to almost add commentary because you're like, I, I just, I don't like that they're taking where like seemingly obvious and awkward situations that people don't have uh, any kind of like social um, education on how do we deal with this. Mm. And if you have a slip, like you said, ma'am, right? And you didn't do that to be malicious. You just looked and were like, I think it's a woman and I want to be polite. And he's like, I'm a dude. And that's not because you're being mean. You just didn't know. Right? Like, but we're taking innocuous situations and making them racist or bigoted or whatever the fuck word they're going to put behind it. And you're like, I just didn't know. Like, I just, <laughs> right? You can't even have an honest mistake in 2023. Yeah. No room for error. No. You know, expect it to be perfect. Yeah. Well, let me tell you, you know what, Matt? Thank you. We're going to, we're going to jump off on that right there. We are going to talk about perfection. <laughs> we're going to talk about perfection of a, you know, Matt, there's a lot of good singers out there, okay? Uh, it, it, we've got some of them in the Dilly Meme team. They're incredible people. we got Miguel California who does music. We've got Leah Memes who sings. We've got, uh, we even had Mags singing a song uh, on, uh, recently on a, on a meme that turned out fantastic. But one of the most underrated singers in the entire meme team is Ramble Rants. And uh, he and Jay Scott did a beautiful music video that I think you're really going to enjoy. And so you're going to put your headphones on for this one, buddy. Because uh, this was a tribute to the candidate known as RFK Jr. Friday night I had a <laughs> Saturday I slipped some cocaine. Sunday came, shot back straight to my vein. I was only having fun, slept around with everyone, and my wife just couldn't get it. 
through her brain I was banging broads from here to Rome She could join in or leave me alone Even told her, kill yourself for all I care And she cried and cried and cried Till she hung herself up high And now my sex page were not affairs You called me out I'm just a commie Oh, but it just may be a Kennedy You're looking for Turn out the light I'm independent You call me out for all my lies And you called it right Well, I saw victims, they needed help They had no chance in the rust belt I told them I could help them if we lied If they push me out the door I could say I hate them all And tell everyone I'd fight them from outside Now think of all the people who hate both parties and want an escape I might be as commie as they say But I'm independent now Yes, it's all a show for clowns Cause they wouldn't vote me any other way You called me out I'm just a commie Oh, but it just may be a Kennedy you're looking for It's too late to fight It's too late to change me You called me out for all my lies and you called it right That's an instant classic right there, dude. <laughs> That's uh, so that is that is J. That's Scott. So stupid. <laughs> That's so stupid. And Ramble Rants. <laughs> and, and when Dude. When Kennedy first kinda hit the scene. Right. And I had a lot of people say, What do you think about what do you think about RFK? What do you think about RFK? What do you think about RFK? And I said, <laughs> regardless of what you think, and it's unfortunate. Right. But because of the way he talks. Yes. If he even had a chance, you're going to see memes flooded yes. with the way he talks. Right. And you can't unsee it. And now I can't unhear this. No, no, not <laughs> at all. And and the, my favorite thing that he's trying to do is he's trying to explain his voice. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I have this condition. And he's like, and it's totally not because I was fucking doing crystal meth for 14 years. It's like, dude, I'm like, are you sure? Maybe it didn't like have something. He's like, no, no, my <laughs> doctor do says, yeah, my doctor says it's this over here. It's like, I feel like it might've been the crystal meth, bro. Like, I don't know. Like we don't like, trust the doctors unless until right. they say something that helps your cause. Right. He That's was like, you, exactly. Yeah. He's like, well, the doctor says, I'm like, I think it was the crystal meth. Yeah. So like, <laughs> Dude, that meme heavy so fucking weak. Like, oh, what I love about that meme, can I just tell the meme team? I want to tell you right now. You opened with Friday night, I had a three-way, and I fucking lost it. And that's when Matt lost it. It's the very, oh, it's like the opening line is like, Friday night, I had a three-way. And you're just like, what the hell am I listening to? Oh, yeah, you guys killed that thing. 
they don't see me, but I was literally on the floor. Hey, he was on the floor, dude. <laughs> I was literally I laughing you guys were kill on the Matt. floor. He was on the floor <laughs> laughing so hard. And I was like, oh, dude, he's not going to be able to get back up. Um, so here's, here's a fun story for you, Matt. I, uh, I sent that to a senior member of Team Trump last night. Uh-huh. And he texted me back and he's like, I feel like I just went on an acid trip. <laughs> and I was like, oh, good. So you like it. <laughs> he was like, dude, that was hilarious. I can imagine. Isn't that amazing? I can imagine Trump rolling on the ground. Oh, yeah. That one too. Oh, dude. <laughs> We've sent him a few doozies that they were just dying laughing. That was that that sucker is one of them. Oh. Um, oh, all right. So let's get into. Well, you know, I'm gonna move this around a little bit. Hold on, we're gonna get in. Let's talk a little polling. What do you think, dude? Yep, let's go. All right, Donald Trump. Uh, here we go. DJT loves to to talk about this. Wow, my poll numbers continue to go up, leading my opponents, including Crooked Joe, by a lot. Make America great again. Let's talk about Donny J's numbers. This is a national uh, poll that was just conducted, and they've got Trump up four on Biden. And, you know, it's a national poll, and obviously we all, I think, understand that polls are not infallible, but it's more about telling the story of a trend that we're seeing. And the trend that we're seeing is that Donald Trump is dominating with independent voters. What, what do you think, Matt, when you look at a lot of the polling? Like, are you like me where you go, Okay, one poll doesn't mean shit, but when you have 50 that all say the same thing, we start to have a trend, or are you kind of like, oh, polls are useless? Are you, I, are you somewhere in between? I've been watching these political events or these shows on TV, so the, the, the debates or press conferences, I've been watching on TikTok recently. Okay. And the reason I do that is because I'm curious to see what other people are saying. Because mm, okay. you think that TikTok is extremely liberal and that the Gen Z, which is mostly on TikTok, that they are still anti-Trump. Right. They are so against Biden at this point for two reasons. Number one, it's embarrassing mm. to be a part of Biden yes. uh, and and what he's about. Um, they're embarrassed by the way he speaks and and the way that he just doesn't seem cogent. Yes. And they're really against him supportive of war because Gen Z's always been anti-war. anti-war. The new uh, youngest generation is always anti-war. Yeah. So you combine all those things, and I don't think the pollers ever get a hold of the, the younger, real number. You don't get hold of 18 you know what? to 24 years. To your point, years. I just saw some data, and I think Rich Barris was talking about it, that even he still, with his polling company, is like, there's something big going on, mm. and it's the 18 to like 35 demographic yeah. that Democrats historically dominate, yes. and Trump is kicking Biden's ass. And that's something that they did not like. I I don't know how you can win that back in a year with an elderly man. That's that he's not going to get more spry and like relatable to you, young people in twelve months. But it's one of the things that embarrasses that he's going to dig into it because he goes, "We're starting to see some real data showing that Donald Trump is not just ahead of where they thought he would be, but he's he's starting to pull away from Biden." in those age demographics. Is that kind of what you're talking about on TikTok? Yeah, I think it's a huge culture shift. It went from being associated with Biden is now considered so uncool. Yes. And Trump with indictments and rappers coming out and supporting him and different uh, cultural leaders jumping yes. and making this shift. They feel like they can do it too. And you see people, even that people that used to support Biden are shying away from it because they don't want to admit it. Yeah. So everyone feels that. If you... 
No one is a public Biden supporter anymore. It's Doesn't embarrassing. Seem like it, man. It's embarrassing. Who wants to be known as that guy? Well, and yeah. Sorry, go ahead. To, there used to be a stigma against being the Trump supporter. But now that has gone away. The stigma is against against Biden. Yeah, it's against Biden. You don't want to be anywhere near that guy. Because you toxic. have to somehow try to do the mental gymnastics to the person yeah. in front of you who <clears throat> like, okay. So I'll, I'll, and you probably I know you travel a lot, so mm. you're probably aware of what I'm about to say. Some of my chat is aware of this, but like I have a buddy that's in Chicago. He has a company, a business he runs in Chicago. And he's like, dude, the rich in Chicago are rich as fuck right mm. now. Like the liberal elites in Chicago are eating big, dude. Yep. Like they're not feeling any of this shit that the Democrats have done. None of the inflation, it is not impacting them. And my buddy talks to me all the time because a lot of his customers are, are wealthy, extremely wealthy liberals. And he's like, dude, he goes, they don't, even give a shit about it's Biden. All they care about is the policies that he's enacted are making them filthy, filthy rich. Mm. And they don't give a shit that all of middle America and middle-class America are getting crushed. Right. And so like, but the thing is he, even he said they don't like to admit they support Biden because they know it. They know that the people that they they're around and that they're like, they, they are associating with, are hurting because of Biden's policies. So even though they're making a shitload of money because of whatever they're involved with, they don't want to admit that they're Biden, that they support him because they're like, we know that it's completely fucked up what he's doing to like the middle class and in most of America. Right? So I, I don't know. What do you think, dude? I, 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 this I, is something I think we're seeing across the country is like the top super wealthy. They don't care that Biden's in office. Cause they, if, if they've got, depending on their businesses, they're profiting off of it. Yeah, I mean, the damage, the financial and economic damage has been done. We're not going backwards. No. It's not going to get cheaper. If anything, all we can do is slow down how right. fast it's rising, right? But there's not going to go back down. Right. And if you are 25 to 35 years old and you're trying to start your life and you're trying to make some money, maybe buy a house, maybe move out of your parents' house and move yep. into your own place. Rent is ridiculously expensive. Yep. Energy costs are really expensive. Grocers are really Grocers expensive. Are horrendous right now. And they understand that. And their parents are going, you know, maybe you should buy a house. Buying a house is a good investment. They're like, we can't afford it. Right. And you can't take that back. No. And then you have, you know, these elites within the uh, big cities that are funding a lot of this. And I get it. They go to work and on their way to work, they step over some homeless people. <laughs> and then they're like, you know, the party right. shows up. Hey, if you pay extra taxes, we'll get them out of your way for you. Yep. Like, okay, this is going to make my walk better because yep. I'm sick of walking over people. It's really inconvenient. Right. And they want to be a part of the party because they're going to create opportunities to put these people in different places. How about create policies that don't put them there in the first, first place? place? Right. hundred percent, dude. You're absolutely right. But this is one of those things where, the younger people, I think the the inflation, uh, I, I would call it uh, crisis we've got in America, it overwhelmingly affects people who are not established yet in life, mm -hmm. right? So if you're already locked in on a 2% mortgage and you've already got vehicles you've paid off free and clear and you've got your 401k all locked and loaded and you've been in your business for 30 years, you're going to feel this stuff on basics. But dude, that ain't the same as being like, I just graduated college. I have a mountain of debt. I'm, I just started dating this girl who I think I might have a future with. And I have no prospect of being able to own a home right now. And I have no idea how I would even afford to start a family, right? Like, 
So overwhelmingly, it's those younger people starting out in life that I think get hammered by these policies and that who maybe are not as um, set in their ways as somebody who might be a, a repeat voter, either Republican or Democrat. And I think that's where we're finding these new Trump voters. And uh, and that could explain the independent vote here in this poll in particular. What do yeah, you I mean, if you even if they say we're going to cancel your student debt. Great. You save me three hundred dollars a month. Right. It still doesn't cover the increase. And no. they're still they're not going to appreciate it. They're not right. appreciating it the way they thought they would. They thought, you know, the Democratic Party, they thought that if we break all the rules, break right. all the laws, violate the Constitution, violate the Constitution, <laughs> go against the Supreme Court and just give away this money and cancel everyone's student debt. We're going to win them over. And the reality right. is it did not work at all. Because no, it, didn't. it didn't reduce their cost. If anything, their costs are still just as high. That $200 or $300 right. a month they're saving isn't making a difference in their lives. I actually think I might have a, uh, I might have a throwback meme that actually ties in with this. I just realized this because this was given to me this morning from one of, uh, one of my meme team. Hey, you'll like this one, dude. Here we go. This is exactly what we're talking about, you guys. They hate you. They hate you when you question them. They hate you when you expose them. They hate you when you speak out. They hate you when you resist. They hate you when you stand together. They hate you when you fight back. suck how real and true it is yeah it's a fire meme though holy shit uh, can can you send me that one yeah absolutely can, can yeah. i use that one <clears throat> yeah oh please yeah no anything yeah. that we we Dude, play give you me are welcome to, I, to use bro i mean give, give me rfk singing but oh, yeah we'll get one, you we'll get you all of them so um i'm gonna let the meme team here's what we'll do is i'm gonna make sure i connect you with the meme team on telegram mm. and what we'll do is just stuff that you like you can kind of tag the team and go hey guys can i can i get this 
because they'll they'll love to play. I'd love to have your you know you're welcome to play any of that stuff. Yeah, I I think that's fire. It's it's brutal to see though. It hurts. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it hurts because it's real. Oh yeah. It hurts because it's literally going on, and we all know it. Yep. And trying un, there are people out there that I think are truly good people that just don't know that's what's going on. Right. And I think that's why I love what you guys are doing because you guys figure Thank out you. good ways and interesting ways and creative ways to get that message across. Well, is that there is this, uh, this right. there is an agenda to try to control the way we live our lives. And totally. it's messed up. We shouldn't have to live that way. Well, it's one of the things I talk so much about, too. And, and, you know, even Trump does it. And everybody, Republicans, they used to get upset. But I think they're starting to understand what he meant by it. You know, Trump used to be like Bill Clinton was a really great politician as mm. far as he understood. It starts and ends with the economy. When you can make people feel abundant and like they're self-sufficient and they can provide for their families, they will turn the other cheek on a lot of your foreign policy stuff. They'll turn the other cheek on a lot of your domestic stuff if they can go to the bank and pull money out and feel like they qualify. And Donald Trump figured that out. He's like, it's about the economy. You, you When yeah. you let people thrive and succeed, they tend to be a little more um, forgiving of other different you know issues within your administration. And, uh, and it's funny because I think they thought they could create an entire culture that was so full of shit with the virtue signaling that they would get them to forget they're hungry, right? Like that seems like that was the agenda was like, well, yeah, you can't buy a house anymore, but who needs a house? Because you've got this tiny little shitty tube that you rent from, right? But like that only works with a very small fraction of the society that are that like bought into this leftist agenda. Everyone else went, this sucks, right? Yeah. Like, and I think there's a lot of moderate Democrats that, all they were really looking for was somebody that would continue a lot of Trump's uh, financial policies and then maybe introduce some of Biden's more moderate or leftist uh, socio, you know, social, social policies. But instead, he got in and was like, I'm going to introduce all that social shit, but I'm going to fuck up your bank account at the same time. <laughs> and people went, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? And and that that to me kind of even, even explains the maybe that conversation that took place in that clip we saw uh, trending on, on social media last night, which was the Joe Rogan mm. talking to The Rock, right? Like, because even The Rock had to admit <clears throat> he didn't want anything to do with Joe Biden. Like, I don't really want to be lumped in with him. You know, I, I'm with the party, but this dude is something else. I think it was just a huge miscalculation on the side of the Democratic elite. They probably went through the polling data. They looked at different social media data. And they're like, oh, these guys care and this new generation, they really care about social issues. So we're going to make our platform about social issues. Right. And it's so stupid because in the history of the world, your money and your livelihood comes first. <laughs> yes. It's so obvious. And they just missed it. So you think they just bought in on their own bullshit maybe? Yeah. They just, they tried to overthink it and they went too far and they missed the point. People want to live their lives, take care of their families. And once right. you can do that. Then we're open to social change. Don't then we're open it, to right. different ideas. Then we're open to interesting and different ideas we never thought of. But if you don't take care of your family and your home right. and your livelihood first, nobody cares about any of this other stuff. Yeah, I feel like if I have to boil a shoe for dinner, I'm not going to really be worried about it's trans rights. Huge <laughs> miscalculation on their part, you know? Right. I think so. No, that's a good point, man. And I and and uh, 
And it's interesting to watch it unfold in real time mm. because they're doing this globally. And we talked a little bit about that on your show, which was like, this isn't just the United States of America. They're trying this same yeah. really stupid uh, uh, sort of line of governance globally. And the thing that's weird is in America, the only reason it was even slightly tolerated is that Donald Trump left this country so abundant mm. that people were like, oh, I'll, I'll talk to you about this whatever social bullshit issue you got going on. But dude, imagine being in, a, in like a third world country where you're like, you were just starting to get a little headway because of maybe some trade policies or something that were going on. And they're trying to tell you, and like I use the example of boiling a shoe for dinner, but like they're trying to get people who live with dirt floors to do the same shit. And they're like, and I can't imagine, like I can't imagine what a mind fuck that would be to be somebody in a third world country that has like a pair of pants. And you're like, oh, I got to make sure I know pronouns and shit. People, people don't want to go back in lifestyle. No. And that's across the board for every human. No one wants yeah. to go back in the way they live their lives. Yep. And, it, and people just don't want to put up with that anymore. You know? 100%. That's a really good point. Yeah. It will, and it's one thing, too, when people haven't experienced abundance. Once they got it, though, yeah. they were like, hey, wait, I kind of like what this feels like. And, we, and we've all been there. We've all been yeah. young people that started out and had our struggles. And then once you're like, oh my gosh, I'm paying my own bills. I'm like, I'm my own man. Dude, that's, that self-respect is something you never want to let go of because it feels so good. You feel like, okay, I have a foundation of who I am and I can start building something on top of this. But to, to try and take people's self-respect back away where they're like, hey, I had to move back in with my parents. You know, my business got foreclosed because I, you know, like the interest rate was adjustable and it went up to the you know current rate. Now I'm bankrupt. I mean, I think, I think that's part of what it is too, is, is that, you know, a lot of these people are looking and going, I can't survive another four years of this guy. Right. I mean, the scariest thought actually is what if they're intentionally trying to get people to be poor and be, have less and have less opportunity. Right. And then they come out as, Hey, look, there's this new digital currency. We'll give you free money. All you got to do is sign up for this. We've now. talked about this one. Yeah. All you got to do is comply with this type we'll of regulation. We'll forgive your debt. The central bank. That's going to be the carrot, I think, Matt. Yeah. It's going to be, we'll forgive your debt. We'll give you that. Or do you know what? You sign up for this app and you sign up to receive your money and use this currency from now on. You will now get $1,000 per month. And right. that's going to help your livelihood because I know life is tough. Yeah. And we... We're from the government and we're here to help. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. And they're going to do that. Maybe that's could. even scarier. The fact that could. that could possibly be it. Yeah, it, absolutely. You're absolutely right. I think it, it could. And this is, it's interesting because that one of the things I told my people back right when Trump was before he left office um, and before Biden, because Biden let Trump's um, economic policy stay in place for that first year. Mm. A lot of people didn't know that, but that's why like 2021, most, a lot of people, not most people, but a lot, many people we're still experiencing a very big, abundant, uh, you know, growth period because there was a rebound from COVID, right? So you had built up sort of uh, demand, and then you still had a lot of Trump's for, uh, economic policies that weren't touched, and they waited till the second year for Biden to, to adjust them. And and uh, I feel like I told people back then, I'm like, get a hold of as many hard assets as you can that you like things that are really not necessarily valuable, but things that are quality because you're not going to want what's coming down the pipeline, right? So like whether it was it was clothing or whether you were diversifying with uh, precious metals in your possession or ammunition, 
I was trying to encourage people, hey, if you've got a little extra, pick up some hard assets that you can hang on to because I don't, I don't like what I'm seeing. And that's kind of what I was worried about is the same thing, which is, is it going to be that carrot that says, we're going to wipe out debt. You just have to, uh, you know, you're going to get a digital currency and here's your digital card. And it'll be attached to your fucking name and your social. And then, then you're into a whole different problem, right? Yeah. And then all of a sudden we got even further and now you're implanting things and we oh, have yeah. AI. And it, yeah. We don't want to go that far, bro. This dystopian future goes so far. Yeah. So, but here's the good tread thing. carefully. That's it, just what I think. Well, just with what careful. you were just talking about though, the good news is th the same people who are trying to implement dystopian uh, technological futures of commerce are the same people that were like, we're going to sell this old fucking racist guy to the, mm. the public, crash the economy, and then try to sell him a second time. Mm. Right? Like some of the, they, they're making some pretty obvious and stupid mistakes. They, they don't, they're not part of some like big plan. They just really make dumb decisions. Right? <laughs> and so that gives me hope. Like when mm. your enemy is fucking stupid, you go, okay, they're super evil and they are super willing to do whatever it takes, but they're also kind of dumb. And they don't, they don't have any understanding of the public right now, which is dangerous, dude. Like if you can't read a fucking room or you don't, if you've lost, like, you know, it's just like a gladiator. Like, dude, if you've lost the mob, you might end up without a fucking head. Mm. Right. And it feels like the Democrats have pushed it so hard. They lost the mob, dude. And that's where you're, you got to tread nicely because you could end up. Uh, you know, without a fucking head. You know, all of a sudden, it's one of these numbers, right? Depending on how you're cheering. They're like, oh, yeah, you know what? Get a, get rid of the fucking head. And you're like, oh, my God, what happened? Those people used to vote for me. I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm just an optimist, Matt. You're an optimist. I I'm think... trying to balance it out. I'm balancing <laughs> I, us out here. I am just so deep into the conspiracy side of it. Good. I think, I think it's necessary yes. to question everything because if anything we've learned in the last three, four, five years of life Yes, is that we are required. That is our duty to yeah. question. Yeah. That I a hundred percent agree with. And you got to explore all of it too. Mm -hmm. and, I, and you know, we like to, in one of the reasons I enjoyed going on your show and the dialogue we kind of have is like, it's sometimes it's about what's their intent, right? Mm -hmm. What's their plan. But then we can go even at another level below that is, do they have the ability to implement it? Yeah. And then we can talk about that. Then it's do, do they actually have the sales pitch necessary to get the public to adopt it. And that's where I think their shit starts to break down. Like that's where I think, that's where I think my optimism comes from. It's mm. not that they, I don't think they have nefarious plans or that I don't think that they have some means of trying to implement it. It's that I think they also are, are unfortunately hindered by hubris, which makes it them believe they can just get people to adopt shit quite easily. And I don't think they, I don't think they are reading the current environment. Right. And that's what gives me hope is, is they seem to be a little bit out over their skis. Either way, all right, we got a ton more show, but first uh, we're going to do a little more MAGA commerce. We're going to go into overtime. We'll probably come back with a super dank throwback meme, and then we're going to talk about some, uh, we'll probably talk a little more polling. We're going to discuss DeSantis and how he's doing in his home state as well as the Rust Belt. But uh, as I mentioned first, let's take care of a little bit of MAGA commerce. <laughs> you love my cheesy music, right, Matt? 
Okay, so Matt, you're going to love these, dude. This is the PetLoversCandle.com. And I don't know if you've seen this yet, but this company, yeah, they're actually here in Athens, Georgia. It's a mother and her son that own this company. And uh, they wanted to create a candle that basically l made it to where, like, if someone came into your home, they wouldn't immediately know you've got animals, right? Whether it's dogs or cats. And this product is, like, next level, bro. When I tell you, you could have a body decomposing in the fucking basement. And nobody would know if you just lit, lit, lit one of these candles because it's that effective because most candles uh, that have scents, they basically are trying to cover the smell. This candle company actually created a candle that when it burns, it releases molecules that bond to the other aroma molecules that are disgusting in your environment and eliminates them, right? Like totally different methods. So instead of like covering up some weird ass dog smell with like, oh, it smells like dog ass with lemons in here. It actually eliminates the odor from your animal entirely. So very fucking cool company, dude. I, we like these things constantly. And the best part is uh, like somebody like me, I'm like sensitive allergy wise, no allergy issues with this, no sneezing, no headaches, no, none of that weird shit they put, uh, the, the toxic chemicals. But uh, this is cool because right now, uh, Bell and Mr. Tom also have seasonal scents going right now. So they've got uh, Into the Woods. It's a warm and woodsy evergreen scent with Tonka bean. Uh, and it gives hints of spicy vanilla. They also have Spiced Cran Apple, which is a bright, cozy apple and spice with tart cranberry and hints of fresh orange. And then they also have Pumpkin Souffle, which is rich, comforting uh, pumpkin and spice with brown sugar that will leave your home smelling like a fresh, bakery you can get all of these at the petloverscandle.com you can choose from their bundles which are there are two three or six pack custom bundles and you can slap on promo code dilly 15 and it's going to give you 15 percent off that's promo code dilly 15 for 15 percent off the petloverscandle.com check them out today and without any further ado randy's booty Oh, yeah, yeah. And we're back. Hey, can I make a request for the Absolutely. Pet Candle Company? Yes. I love dogs. I'm a huge dog guy. Yeah. Can I get a candle that smells like dog? You want to? <laughs> <laughs> I love dogs. I don't you mind the don't smell like of the dogs candles, at all. So yeah. Someone walks in and they're like, oh, God. Yeah. yeah. Or if my dogs are away if or away, my wife you miss takes them? them somewhere and I miss them, maybe I want a <laughs> candle that smells like dog and I feel like they're around me. You know, like the, or, or you know what? Even better, Matt. What if you use it? You put that beware a dog sign on your door, uh -huh. and then you light the fucking candle, and you got a burglar. And he comes in, and he's like, "Dude, this smells like a really big dog in here." <laughs> or maybe you're allergic to dogs, and your wife, or your husband, doesn't let you have a dog. Right, but you want to smell like you're at home. Then you want to smell like a dog, or you can get a little stuffed dog, and then you know, put the, light the candle, and it feels like you're around dogs. The and, chat is loving this idea right you know, now. I, I don't know if they're gonna do a dog candle for you, but the I'm chat, just saying they really want like the idea. If you want to have a good idea, do something <laughs> different. Make a candle that smells smells like, like a dog. dog. There you go. And then for holidays, you could do wet uh, dog. Wet dog. There you go. <laughs> it smells like wet dog in your house. Hmm. You have a big ass fucking golden retriever. I don't, but I got these new candles that make it smell like I do. You like that? That's a great idea. 
Um, all right, so we got a we have a throwback meme I'm gonna play for you, and this is one of the most. And, and Matt, you'll appreciate this. We got all kinds of memes, right? We opened. We had a, a we had a badass meme at the opening of the show today. Uh, that was a it was a devil dog meme. But then we did also the RFK singing meme, which was hysterical, <laughs> right? And then we went with the we had a financial meme that we played. But this one is one of the more technical and incredible memes. And this was uh these are done. This is a series that is done by our friend Magical Trevor. This is uh, Trump man, and uh, well, I'm, I'll let the meme speak for itself, but it's pretty incredible, and I thought it'd be a perfect way to introduce this next kind of segment we're going to be doing on DeSantis and polling. Would be probably correct. Okay. Um, so, uh, yes, I um, will be interviewing um, Ron DeSantis, and he has quite an announcement to make, um, and will be, be the first time that something like this is happening on social media and with uh, real-time questions and answers, uh, no, not scripted. citizens, I stand before you today not as a politician, but as a mirror of our societies, uh, a reflection of its virtues and vices. Our nation stands at a crossroads, and it's time to choose our path. Will we let fear govern our decisions, or will we embrace the chance for change? Rudy, he's making his move. And a bold one at that, sir. This guy's got some nerve going up against Trump. What about the people in Florida? His job isn't done. He's trying to sway my supporters. This is more than just a political campaign. Indeed, Donald, it appears you have quite the battle ahead. Time to suit up. Rudy, we need to prepare. It's time to show America that Trump man stands for justice. Not just in the shadows, but in the light of politics too. I believe in a united America, a united party. That's what I offer, a new vision, a new face. Thank you for your time. Please clap. Honesty isn't shown in words, Rudy. It's shown in actions. I plan to remind America of that. And you will, sir. You always do. Camera's clear, Mr. DeSantis. Excellent. So how'd I do? Boss. Splendid. Now we wait for Mr. Trump to react.
that is uh, that is one of our favorites from Magical Trevor. What do you think of that, Matt? That is Isn't that cool. It's so epic. It's so well done. He's done an entire series of these. He's it's done like so three or impressive. four now. You know, it's cool, right? It's amazing. Yeah, it's fun. One, it's fun too because I think we. Uh, what the meme team's doing, man, is you take these content, a lot of the content that's out there, and not, and you take like political discussion that's normally very dry, and I think puts people to sleep, and they're bringing it to life for normal people to digest and to be able to to comprehend what what's going on, right? And it's one of the things I love about that meme is obviously everybody's familiar with Batman, they're familiar with uh, comics and and how they're written, and it takes a subject. That, you know, you could have this huge debate over or I could put a little comic together illustrating my point and then you can make a decision about it. But uh, it's pretty cool. Well, he does a bunch of animation, man. It's fucking talent. No, I think it's so I truly believe that memes are art form, that it is actual art right. and that it has the ability to tell a story. It's almost like the comic strips from right. years ago. You know, where you're able to get a point across in a very concise but very yeah. interesting way, captures right. people's attention, and it gets people to think about topics um, in a way that's so relatable to them. So yeah. I love it. I, I absolutely love it. Love it. Well, let's see what happens after you've been getting your fucking uh, shit pushed in via meme for seven and a half, eight months. Oh, oh, DeSantis, he's on there. I know you guys had to try and search for his I'm name. I'm looking for his name. I know, it's a little tough. He's getting lost in the shuffle now. He is uh, he is Mr. 8% in Ohio. So we were told that Trump was in trouble in the Rust Belt uh, with working class people because DeSantis was more polished and relatable. And uh, it turns off they were, it turns out they were off by about 54 points on that prediction. Um... Yeah, it's not going well for DeSantis. Team Meatball is is uh, taking a nosedive right now. Um, the longer he's on the campaign trail, the more this happens. And so we look at Ohio and we say, well, he hasn't campaigned there really yet. Okay, how about we just see how he's doing in his home state? <laughs> All right, bro. Um, Matt, if you're down by 41 in the state that you're the current governor, I mean... Isn't this mean it's kind of time to like pack it up and fucking stay home? Florida's Trump country. I think everyone knows that. And uh, there was this weird narrative that it's not and that it's DeSantis. But let's be real. Everyone in Florida understands. And I think people entertain the idea because he's from Florida or DeSantis from Florida. Like, oh, yeah, we're going to back our hometown guy. But that only goes so long. He's not. He's just very unlikable. You know what I mean? Yeah, yes, I He's do. just not relatable. He's unlikable. <laughs> no. He's awkward. He's weird. His weird, like, lip thing that he does all the time really bug, And you can't unsee it. No. And this whole wearing the heel lift thing, you can't come back from that. No, you really can't. You can't. Because everyone's going to think it every time they look at you. You'll never shake that. Right. And that's part of what's going on is it's like, you know, it, no one even discusses his policies anymore. Because here's what they figured out. They're like, Oh, his policies are pretty similar because he's stealing the platform of Donald Trump. So he's basically Donald Trump with way less money, way less influence, and way less like relatability. Significantly <laughs> like, less money. Like way less. Yeah. Like, I mean, literally way less of everything. Yeah. Uh, and basically the, the sales pitch is uh, I'll implement his policies, but like be less interesting. Yeah. Which is a shitty sales pitch, dude. Um, no one is discussing his policies anymore, Matt. They all, they discuss, why do you lick your lips so much? Why do you think voters think you're weird? And do you wear lifts? 
This is I, what he's being asked in interviews now. I think he made a huge calculated error when he decided he's going to run for president. I didn't, I think he knew that too, that this would be a pretty bad idea. I think that's why he, if you remember, they pushed back the announcement like months. They're like, we're not going to do Are we going to run? I don't know yet. I don't know yet. I don't think he wanted to. Well, no, he, he did. So here's what I'll tell you about that, Matt. So this is because I got, I got some people. Uh, the, the people closest to him, not his wife, because she's on board with this whole thing. But like the political advisors told him, you're going to get crushed. Mm. And he was like, no, I'm not. Now is my time. And they were like, okay. And then as they started this year, it became evident, dude, you're going to have an uphill climb. And he still was like, we have a plan. I'm going to outwork this guy. I'm going to win. Dude, even up until, even right now, I know political insiders that like do this for a living. They give advice and get paid large sums of money that told him back around May, right before he announced, they were like, if you do this, I'm not working for you because I don't want my name attached to this. Hmm. And he was like, well, you're going to be wrong. And now he is completely spiraled. And I think, I think he's been trying to figure out how to find a, an exit door. And I think he settled on, I'm going to run in my entire strategy is that the Democrats are going to incarcerate Donald Trump and I'll be de- mm. I'll be the default winner. I think that was his like entire I think he eventually adopted that as his strategy. Like just wait for the Democrats, uh wait for the 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 communists to lock up my political opponent and then I'll be able to I'll be the big winner. Which even now he's losing in more states to Nikki Sa- Nikki Haley than he's winning. How do you lose to Nikki Haley? D- I <laughs> How unlikable of a guy are you that you're you're behind the most unlikable woman in the world? It's- right. She's literally one of the most unpopular female political figures in the last 25 years. Watching her and, and listening to her, his ass. Yeah, watching her and listening to her screech on the debate stage. It's so unpleasant. And then <laughs> she he's losing to her? Yes. Exactly. Delusional. Totally delusional. And uh and it's getting better because over the weekend, Saturday Night Live lifted some jokes from the mm. Dilly Meme team. And we thought that was pretty cool. We didn't care. We're like, all right, that's funny. And they went after DeSantis using some of the material. Then last night, The Daily Show, a uh, unapologetically left-leaning show, not only did they, they just decided to hell with lifting the jokes. Let's just play the memes on our broadcast. And they actually did this last night. Uh, with my friend Miguel Afornia, they played some of his content, uh, and here's the clip. It's being called a medical miracle. This man, who was born unable to smile normally, is now kind of, sort of doing it. This is Ron DeSantis. He suffers from Frowninton's disease, which causes his smile to look more like he's wincing from sitting on his own testicles. It's believed to occur when a patient's presidential neural pathways are somehow rerouted through their asshole. But thanks to a new high-tech implant, he can now nearly pull off a regular human smile. Look at that. He almost looks happy and not like a baboon passing a kidney stone. This might not look like much, but it's a huge improvement. And his medical team believes that by the year 2028, he could achieve full upper teeth exposure. Meanwhile, another team of scientists is hard at work on a drug that might help him stand normally and not like a recalled Ken doll. I'm a loser. I'm a loser. 
So congratulations, <laughs> Miguel California. They seriously they lifted the entire meme, left your watermark, and then just did a did some voice work to make a joke. Um, Kudos I mean, to them. I mean, it's, because... main, it's mainstream. I mean, we've taken Dilly Meme Team is now mainstream. Saturday Night Live, a couple days later, Daily Show. Uh, we've crossed out of mm. the hard right sphere of jokes. Well, oh, you're just only weird white supremacists think your guys' stuff is good. It's like, no, well, the left actually really likes our content too. Amazing. That's so cool. No, Congratulations. Congratulations. Yeah, thanks, man. I'm very proud of the yeah. team. They've earned it. Uh, certainly not what you expect to see. And it's fun because the dialogue usually goes the reverse where mm. mainstream people go, you assholes used our content to like, you know, bludgeon us with new content, right? They usually get mad. Now they're like, wait a minute, you used our content and now we're going to use your content of our content and then we'll add something else to it. It's like, it's pretty interesting to see them, uh, you know, piggybacking really off of the jokes. So that's pretty cool. And we can give a little bit of rare credit to the Daily Show. That was funny. Because they left all the watermarks. watermarks. I totally agree, man. Most people would have taken it down or just put a little. Yeah, they would have cropped it usually. Cropped it or put something small on the bottom so that no one notices it. Right, they left leave, the whole, leave the whole thing. Kudos. Pretty rare. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Yeah. It was Tre- Trevor says we're uh, collaborating with the enemy. <laughs> so, dude, you know what? Sometimes you got to do it, though. Um, and here's what I'm wondering. Now, okay, so you want me to really go full, full optimist. And it's just a question. So mm. it's not necessarily, a, it's not a prediction. Is there any realm of possibility, Matt, where, okay, so the left is actually appreciating and i know this because there's conversations that are had behind the scenes with some of the biggest leftist influencers on social media okay and they're appreciating our destruction of a hard right weirdo like ron DeSantis, right is there any chance that they reciprocate with against biden in the in the general is there any chance of that do you think i i think it's definitely happening because you can see people shying away. You can see the shift in people's ideas. And especially the left influencers, some of these comedy shows, it's a clicks and views economy. Yeah. they If people don't want to see them talk about how great Biden is, they're not going to do it because yeah, people right. are going to stop watching them. And they're like, wait a second. If we kind of join up with these guys and we make fun of Ron DeSantis a little bit, this is like common ground and this common is ground. fair right. and it makes us But seem... will they do it in a general election when it's Trump versus Biden? That's the question. I, I will so. they go, fuck, Biden is a dickhead and everyone hates him and I, he might be worse than Trump. Uh, would they cross over, do you think? I think if enough people who consume their content say this is what we want, I think they have no choice but do what they want because – Political agenda aside, they're a business. They want to make money. And right. if people start turning them off because they're they're just a bunch of Biden shills and no one believes in that anymore. They have to pivot. They have to adjust. Mm. So I think if we are able to get out there and start convincing other people and bringing people over, right. even if it's just bring them to the center a little bit, right. I think the comedy shows and the late night shows, maybe not the late night shows because the, yeah, those weird. are paid shows. Yeah. Forget them. But... I think the more the comedian shows and some of the influencers, you're going to see them kind of join the movement. The middle. Because they're, a lot of them aren't leaders. They're right. followers. And yeah. if, the, if the populace and if their own community goes one way, they're going to adapt to it. So right. I think that's why I love what the meme team is doing. 
Yeah. Because it gives an opportunity to bring those people over. So you, you make a great point, and it's kind of what we envisioned, which is cultural warfare before mm. political. And so that's why, like, when they create memes that, that are so, um, I think, universally recognizable across all platforms, right? Like, like when they did the, the Fatty Willis, um, you know, vote rigger video that did millions, it slaps. And it, and it shows, dude, this isn't the mm. hard right. The hard right wouldn't know how to write fucking rap lyrics for a Kanye West song and actually get it to slap, right? Like, they, I think that's one of the things where the leftists that we've engaged with are like, man, they their politics, I'm like leery about Trump, but their their cultural understanding is bang on. And I've, we've gotten respect from the other side of the aisle from a lot of those people that go, man, I... I, I really like your content. I mean, we got a guy that on, on socials, bro, that has, he's probably one of the most deranged never Trumpers and privately he unapologetically admits he loves my show and loves my content and he loves the fucking meme team. Mm. And he's a, he's a never Trumper. He's a hard leftist, bro. But he's like, Biden sucks. I know that, you know that. And he hates Ron DeSantis. And he's like, dude, you guys destroyed this guy's whole career. I, I'm wondering though, like you said, for them to start leaving the watermarks, I don't know, Matt. That's interesting because they normally make they sure that, that nobody ever knows whose yeah. content they just played. Yeah. And I think it also gives credit to, you know, what you're doing and your meme team and the power. And they're kind of scared. They're probably thinking if we cut them out and they cause hell, it's just going to make it worse for us. Yeah. So if anything, it's legitimizing the impact that you have. And right. your movement and everything going on. Because if it was just some random guy from the corner of the internet, they would have cut him out. They would have cut it off for sure. The fact that they left you in there legitimizes you as an organization, as a group. And if anything, they're giving you power by doing it. Right. I, I, I think you play along with them for a little bit. That's a great point. That's a great point. I like that. All right. So with that being said, uh, we have a Fox News poll. I don't know how much I give into I give Fox News polls, you know, whatever. Mm. I mean, it's a Fox News poll, but Trump's got a massive lead, 62 to 14. And we kind of showed this a second ago, but this is this is uh, this is not a close race. I mean, this is over. Um, these people, I don't even know if they're jockeying for jobs. It seems like they're just fundraising on the fact that they're trying to pretend to be presidential. I don't know. Is Do you think some of these like Vivek makes more sense to me because he's young? So it feels like he's doing this more as a jump off point for a career in politics long term. So he makes more sense. Chris Christie is just fat and crazy. And I think he is obsessed with Trump. But Haley and DeSantis, Haley, you know, she said she'd never backstab Trump and she did, you know, never run against him. And then she turned around and did. Uh, and then DeSantis, I don't know. What do you think, man? I mean, why are these people still in the race is, I guess, the question I'm asking you. Well, I think DeSantis has no choice. He's so committed. He's kind of all in on this. And uh, he should be out, but he's here and he can't be the, he can't leave first because it would discredit everything that he's done so far. Right. Um, so he has no choice but to last to the end. I think Vivek is there because I think he's trying to just increase his, his value, his name brand. He's a business guy. I don't trust him at all. No. Um, I'm so what, happy to hear you say that. In yeah, what world is um, Harvard and Yale and big, big pharma. pharma and soros and world economic since when is that considered an outsider i'm one of you guys right right 
the the thing I loved most about Trump. Remember that debate when Hillary Clinton said, "You're not even paying your fair taxes." He says, "Because I'm smart." Right. Remember that? <laughs> yeah. I thought that was so honest. Right. Right. I understand how the system works. Right. And when Vivek says, "Oh, you know, big pharma is coming after you, and the established coming after you," I'm like, "Bro, right. you're a part of it. If yeah. you could at least admit that you are, and that because of that you understand it, I could right. I could get behind that just a little bit." Right. But to gaslight us and say yep. that it's not true, it's crazy. So it is. It is weird to see somebody try and distance yeah. himself. He's trying to relate to a people that are like uh, understandably leery of an industry. And instead of him being like, "Look, I'm from that industry," and while I understand, like one of the easiest answers is, "I'm from that industry. I completely understand why you would trust most of these people. I don't trust most of them." However, some of them are good people. And, it, and then he could make that sales pitch. Yes. And, and instead he's own, you know, he's taking ownership mm. of his past, but he won't. He's like, he's doing exactly what you just said, Matt. He's trying to pretend yeah. that he didn't make a billion dollars with a bullshit product yeah. and a bullshit big pharma product and didn't go to all the most fucking prestigious and ridiculously, uh, yeah. you know, I'm the, an outsider. Yeah. I'm an outsider from Harvard and fucking yeah. Yale. Yeah. Hey, give me a fucking break. And I think, I mean, he was rich when he started this. Yeah. But I think his net worth has jumped four or five X. Way, yeah, since way he, more. He, since he announced he's running for president. That's not weird. All of a sudden, he's worth... Now he's just the same as everybody else who does, gets into politics, except for Trump. Yeah. Right? Yeah. All right. So um, so DeSantis, uh, understandably, horrible mm. decision-making, right? His discernment is among the worst I've ever seen. Whether it's the people he chose to hire and run his online campaign that everybody universally hates... Or whether it was the fact that he actually thought he could try and take down the man that gave him his career like a gift because he was losing to a crackhead in Florida before Trump saved his ass. But he also has this really, really bad luck with people who have endorsed him, okay? So he's had some shitty endorsements and people that are not so good. One of them was Governor Stitt of Oklahoma, another man that didn't appreciate Trump saving his ass. And, uh, and I just thought this was really funny because I was like, Oklahoma Governor Stitt slammed for openly supporting cockfighting and encouraged farmers preserving state's spirit of competition. Now, Matt, look, I, I'm not involved in any type of animal uh, fighting grains. That's not my deal. I don't particularly understand it. I wasn't raised that way. I won't pretend to... That, that, you know, pretend that I do know and understand people that were. But can I just go out on a limb and say that Americans generally are probably not really wanting their governor promoting cockfighting? <laughs> like, have you ever been to a cockfight? I, I actually have seen it. Uh, I've seen them spar. Yeah, yeah. I've seen them spar because I grew up in a rural farming community. Uh-huh. Uh, there wasn't, uh, they didn't have their little blades on. I, I wouldn't have hung around for that. Um, but I've seen them spar practice with their the roosters i i just don't know that this is generally something you want to come out and i don't know what do you think dude am i off base here i i don't know i've i've never been to a cockfight and that sounds so weird because <laughs> especially in today's day that could mean anything now <laughs> it could mean it. It you know could like someone so could clip so someone could totally clip that and be like oh right. matt's hanging out at cockfights right <laughs> you know i i mean i just think it's really like like of all things he could have said, right? Because DeSantis has been pushing the fact that he's endorsed mm. by other governors. And then like one of the main guys that you like, you're like, that's my guy. And he's like, dude, we're going to, we're going to totally promote cockfighting. And then 
I don't know, dude. It's just bad luck. Well, I got a serious question. Yes. Is cockfighting like frowned upon? Uh, yes, because the animals suffer and die. Hmm. They put these giant blades on the roosters. And then they fight and basically slit each other's throats or cut an eyeball out. But don't roosters go in and rape and pillage the the chickens anyway? I I think so, yes, but I don't <laughs> so, I don't I don't understand the whole thing. Like where's the line? I'm just curious. Here's I, what I think I've I, never I, been around it. So yeah, I'm, here's I what no I understand about it. Okay. Yeah. Cockfighting involves gambling. Mm. It does involve violence with the animals. And usually this is in my experience from what I know about it and where I grew up. People are selling drugs and other things. It's not necessarily the the best community. Okay, now I don't sounds say like San Francisco. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's 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 basically considered unnecessary and unethical. Uh, I think universal. It's just like you know, like like we wouldn't even have this debate. Like when Mike Vick had the dog fighting, everybody was yeah. like, "Recoil!" Like, what the fuck, bro? Yeah. Like, come on, dude. You're starving dogs and electrocuting and shit. Here's what I'll tell you: they don't treat the the roosters that much better. Okay, it's it's pretty inhumane. So, I think that a, go- a sitting governor to do this uh, is stupid. Number one, and maybe it works in his state. I have no idea. I just more thought it was funny because I know DeSantis probably woke up and was like, "What the fuck? Like, not again! Like, now I have to like disavow, right? He just dude, dude can't get a break, uh, and no, nor should he. Uh, he's an idiot. Um, President Trump, he had a couple. T- I don't want to talk about this stuff. I mean, well, actually, no, this one will. This one we're gonna talk about. Because it, it ties into the next video clip we're going to play. So uh, here we go. Failed ABC fake news reporter Jonathan Carl uh, just, uh, let's see, just wrote another bad book. He works so hard but has so little talent. Some people have it and some people don't. In the book, he has the world's most overrated celebrity, Kim Kardashian, supposedly telling me that she, quote, would leverage her celebrity to get football stars to come to the White House, end quote, if I would commute the sentences of various prisoners. This story is fake news in that she would be the last person I asked to get football players. I've had many teams from all sports and leagues in the White House. If there was even a slight reluctance, I would immediately withdraw the invitation. There would be no negotiation. But this did not happen often. I did help with prisoner commutation, but only if deserving and much more so for Kanye West than for Kim, who probably voted for crooked Joe Biden and look at the mess our country is in now. Many other false stories in Carl's very boring book, but nothing worth mentioning. Um, so Matt, <laughs> do you like when Trump clears the air on fake news shit? Like, do you like that he kind of still maintains a little bit of that pettiness that goes, hey, this is a totally made up story. Fuck you. I love it. Me too. I absolutely love it because it humanizes him. It makes him real. Right. And when he pulls something like this, I know in my heart that this is him typing it. This is him writing it. Yep. I get an idea of what the things are he thinks about, even if it's ridiculous or something, even if it's amazing or ridiculous, because we all as humans have amazing thoughts. We have ridiculous thoughts. (laughs) We have funny thoughts. This is, this is what makes us who we are. Yep. The diversity of ideas within our own minds. Right. And to, when you see a Joe Biden tweet, no one in their right mind thinks that's what Joe Biden was thinking. He, has no, he didn't even know that went out. Right. Someone is just managing it for him. It's yep. managed communication. So when Trump does something like this, he read an article, he saw the news, he had a thought, and he decided he's going to share his thought with all of us. And I think that's so amazing. It's cool, right? I think that's so cool. Yeah. 
It is. And, and I like, and also I liked it. Trump's nuanced. So like when you're reading it, like he makes the point, like he takes the jab at Kim Kardashian about like, <laughs> I did this for your ex-husband, not really for you, yeah. which is just funny to me. Like, it's just funny that he's like, let me just also say it was much more for Kanye than for you. And what you know is like, it, it's a massive fuck you like to the person you're dealing with. And then, and then I like that he kind of like goes a step further. He's like, I bet she voted for Joe Biden. Right. Which is just funny. Like, you know, he's like, you sound like a Biden voter, which is funny. I just think it's funny. So, all right, cool. Yeah. I, I kind of agree with you, dude. Uh, it's, it does humanize him. And, and you, you recognize like Trump is sitting there on his iPhone, just like, like, I, I think we're in a day and age where everything is so digitalized and everything is so manufactured. Everything is so fake. So when you get a glimpse into someone's like genuine self, yeah, especially as we move into AI and we move into AI generated content, I think people who are genuine, natural, um, analog, I think these people will have the utmost value because value comes in scarcity and scarcity will be in real people. That's a great point, man. That's a really good point. Holy shit. We're going to give you a mic drop for that one. You just, you just, you're getting a mic drop on that one. There you go. Matt just got his first mic drop here on the Dilly Show. Only one? Yeah, well, that's the, the first one, bro. I, I, I got to get to work. You're going to have, you're going to have many other opportunities. Uh, with that being said, so we, you and I previewed the clip I'm about to play before the show. And we both were like, well, what the, f- what the fuck are we looking at? Mm. So we're going to play it for the audience because there's, there's so much what the fuck in this one minute, 10 second video that uh, we'll try our best to try and break it down. This was this, I believe this was this morning on Morning Joe, the guy that killed his intern, Joe Scarborough. He had uh, some people on to discuss the upcoming election. And honestly, it's one of the most bizarre things I've ever seen. It's Joe Biden, Donald Trump, and, and, and the swing states that matter the most, they're just going to break for Biden. I'm not whistling past the graveyard. They just are. Well, we saw this, right? The reason why Biden got the nomination was not because he was the furthest left or even the closest to the middle, was because he seemed the most electable. And we've seen this again and again. You know, he goes into these elections and people say, well, he's boring. And, he, you know, we don't get excited about him. We want some other random candidate who's going to get people excited. The Rock. Right, The Rock. But the reason why he does well is because... People like these democratic ideas and they think and, and they've seen him enact a lot of that. They like the democratic ideas. They like freedom for women to have power over their own lives. They like 10 year old girls having the freedom along with their parents and their clergy and their 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 medical providers to make decisions if they've been raped by illegal immigrants. Donald Trump doesn't. Wait, what? Certainly the United States Supreme Court decision Dobbs doesn't. And. Nope. They also, I mean, they like what they saw yesterday. A grown-up. Okay. That's a lot to unpack, man. Well, they're so delusional because they have no idea. They have no <laughs> reference. So they just say they because they, they're going to vote for Joe Biden because they will. Right. That's the craziest statement ever. Right. Because they will is the yeah, argument. because they will. And they keep on putting these issues in people's face like they care. And I think it goes back to... People care about the economy. We will care about these issues after you put money in our pockets. Dude, there was some weird shit in that video. First of all, the fuck did they just say about about Democrats? Was it the options that they have after they've been raped by an illegal immigrant? That, is that what he said? 
they just picked the most obscure, what? like just the most obscure situations and cases, and they make it seem like that's what affects everybody, and it just doesn't work anymore. What? Hold on, I think we have a meme. This came in late, which is da- I'm gonna tell you something. You're about to experience one of the most dangerous things to do on the Dilly Show. You ready? Oh, okay. One of the most dangerous things Uh-oh. you could ever do on this show is. It's one thing to play a meme you haven't vetted. Yeah. <laughs> Can be risky. It's oh. another to play a meme by Phantom Shadow that you haven't. Because <laughs> it could end up being just a bunch of dicks on the screen, bro. So Dude, we, be so awesome. <laughs> we are going into this. But he said, I got a video for you. We don't know what we're about to see. The audience loves when I just grab, oh, grab please, a unvetted Phantom Shadow video. Please, flying cock. <laughs> so here we go. Let's see. And it's Joe Biden, Donald Trump, and, and, and the swing states that matter the most. They're just going to break for Biden. <laughs> they like 10-year-old girls having the freedom. They're, they're, they're medical providers to make decisions if they've been raped by illegal immigrants. Raped by illegal immigrants. <laughs> Raped by illegal immigrants. <laughs> Raped by illegal immigrants. Donald Trump doesn't. Biden's open border policies are a deadly betrayal of our nation. When I am president, it will be the policy of the United States to take down the cartels, just as we took down ISIS and the ISIS caliphate, and just as, unlike the situation we're in today, we had a very, very strong border. The strongest border, in fact, in the history of our country. Worth it, worth it, worth it, worth it. All right, so apparently we weren't the only ones that caught that really weird statement about... Normalizing it? Like, think about what he's saying. He's like... Democrats are voting for Joe Biden, not because he'll keep their daughters from getting raped by illegal immigrants, but because after they've been raped by illegal immigrants, Democrats are going to give you the option to kill the baby. That's the argument that he was trying to make. It's, it's such a weird argument. And (laughs) do you think like, he just said it, right? He wasn't thinking he probably was just scrambling for it. And he just threw it out there. Did he go back and go, damn, Damn. I totally fucked that up. Do you no. think he thought it? Or he was like, oh, I did a good job. I, I don't think. <laughs> you know I, don't, I, mean? I feel like they don't like have self awareness, yeah, bro. How much self awareness do they have to just. No. What he, he just blurted said that out. Shit. And it's yeah. funny because you can see the other people's faces are like, oh. Like, like <laughs> just, all right, like, I'm going to pretend I didn't hear him just say that shit. We'll just move on. Did, did he just Tony Blinken him? Yeah, he's just like, oh, fuck. Like, all right. So, Jesus, dude. These fucking people. I, I don't even know what to say. Some of this is, uh, yeah, weird. The other thing that's weird about that is, I, I don't know about you. I'm going I'm to make an assumption, but you can correct me. I'm guessing you don't watch traditional news in any form no, at all. Not anymore at all. Is it weird when you, like when we play a clip like that, because I don't either. Is it weird when we play a clip like that and you're like, people still watch this shit? Like, it's so slow and derivative and fucking predictable. I can't believe anybody has the patience to sit through it. I can't. I understand why people are not watching it anymore. Why their ratings are going down. Right. Why people discredit them. And when you say fake news, everyone kind of just generally agrees. <laughs> right. Like, yeah, yeah, they go, yeah, yeah, no shit. <laughs> right. 
Right. Even liberals who watch the fake news are like, yeah, it's true. They're right. lying to me. I just, it's just really good background noise. Now. Universally accepted. It, it's crazy how Trump said fake news, fake news, fake news, fake news. And everyone said, Trump's a liar. We don't believe him. But then we go, oh, yeah, fake news. Yeah, that makes sense. Seven years, <laughs> like, seven years later, it was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I, can see, I can get behind that. That's the fake news. <laughs> Fuck, it's so funny. All right. So uh, Trump wasn't done on True Social. Uh, Biden calls on a specific reporter, gets a question, and then reads the answer off a card. In other words, he knows the question, then reads the answer. What is going on here? So. Well, here's what we're going to say about this. President Trump, I think, is referring to uh, behavior like this. After today, would you still refer to President Xi as a dictator? This is a term uh, that we used earlier this year. Well, look, he is. I mean, he's a dictator in the sense that he, he is a guy who runs a country that is a communist country that is based on a former government totally different than ours. Anyway, he makes sense. I'm going to play that one again in a minute, Matt, because it was a little low. And it's it's also probably the moment that Tony Blinken's head exploded. So we're going to come back to that. But he's essentially He's <laughs> like, he is a dictator. And everybody was all. <gasps> I don't think you can say that. <laughs> You're not supposed to say that. But he actually, he wasn't done. He actually did have a moment where Joe did what you're talking about, Matt. Mm. He had a moment where he spoke to the American public. And we might not like what he said, but at least he was honest. Mm. And uh, I actually have the clip. It's from our friend, C3P Memes. Check it oh, out. Oh, this is going to be good. Hey there. I'd like to sniff you. When people <laughs> ask me what my favorite part of the job is, the answer comes out easily. It's sniffing hair of people like you. Sometimes at an event, sometimes out in the community. So that's why I hope you'll let your hair down for me. I'd love to give you a big old sniff. So what do you think? <laughs> Let me sniff you today. And I hope to sniff you soon. I really do. <laughs> All right. Uh, that seemed pretty like, very honest. All right. Honest how moment. is that not a t-shirt? Sniff America. Sniff America. Joe <laughs> Biden. Just fucking sniff. I just want to sniff you. Just give me a big whiff. Fucking weirdo. All right. So uh, that's going to lead us into the, you know, it's going to lead us to this. Um, San Francisco. You know what? Hold on. Before I before I change the mood in here, because I already know where we're going to end up going, Uh, I I do want to do... Let's do a heartwarming thing. Yes. We did a funny thing. Now we'll do a heartwarming thing, and then we'll go into the thing that's like... I love this clip. Upsetting. So let's let's play this. And this is President Trump yesterday was with uh, Laura and and Eric Trump's daughter uh, at Grandparents' Day at her school... And I don't know if you're ever going to see a cuter video uh, and, and, or more relatable. And it's weird because you could juxtapose President Trump's embracing of his grandchildren compared to Joe Biden's pretending he doesn't have a grandchild from a stripper in Alabama that Hunter Biden refuses to take care of. Uh, he won't even count it as one of his own, even though they took a, a test and proved that it's definitely his daughter. Anywho, I digress. Uh, here's President Trump yesterday at grand, Grandparents' Day at uh, his granddaughter's elementary school.
It's adorable. I love this clip. It's so cute. It it really so admittedly one of my favorite clips ever, and it's a picture of President Trump. Is uh, it was it's from when he had I think it was his first or second year in office from Easter at the White House, mm. and he's surrounded by little kids, and there's an Easter bunny, and they're like painting eggs, and him and Melania are sitting with the little kids painting eggs. It's one of the cutest damn pictures I've ever seen in my life. And Trump's got this look on his face like he's just like, this is amazing, like he's having fun. But um, I think people forget how, like, or maybe they don't forget. Maybe they just weren't aware of just what a gentle person he actually is. Hmm. Um, It's very evident, Matt, when you meet President Trump, you're immediately taken back by how gentle and, and inviting he is. He is an extremely disarming person when you meet him. Very warm and very friendly uh and for me it was it was very much a departure from what i thought i thought it'd be intense you know he's a billionaire right Mm. i thought it was gonna be like kind of like oh shit you know gotta have your be ready for him and it wasn't the experience of meeting president trump i was like dude you're like one of the nicest famous people i've ever met and it's not even fake nice it's like genuine warmth look you in the eye shake your hand Talk to you, ask you compliment. He he always opens with a compliment. It says something very nice, and and he's so um, refined is how I would define mm. Donald Trump when you meet him. Like his his uh, mannerisms are impeccable. Like whether it's shaking hands, looking you in the eye, complimenting your wife. You have a very beautiful wife. Mm. So he told me he was like he couldn't stop telling me. He told Rihanna she was beautiful three different times. You just. You're so beautiful. <laughs> you know, he tells it, I love your work. I said, thank you, Mr. President. You know, like, <laughs> but, um, but he's so warm. And then you see this with the granddaughter and it's like, man, that's. Yeah. I'm, I'm such a big believer in family. I love yeah. family. I think that's the most important thing. I think you can learn so much yeah. about a man and how the family is around them. And of all the presence I can think in our recent lifetime, like when you see Trump and his children and his grandkids, it's not forced. They enjoy being together. Yeah. And you can feel it. You can see it. It doesn't seem manufactured. And then you see the Bidens. They don't really want to be together. And you saw the Clintons. They obviously don't want to be next to each other. <laughs> not at all. And then you saw the Obamas. They don't even live together anymore, I don't think. No. Right? Nope. And all these other presidents in the past, they're supposed to be our leaders. And they're supposed to portray this idea of, strong core value right. and family. I think that's important in this country. Yep. And they didn't have that. No. And the only guy that had it, they make him sound like he's the worst misogynist ever. Right. And all these other previous presidents that have no connection with their own family. It's a great point, man. It, it, it's so weird. And I keep on saying the word weird, but it is. Well, you know? it, it is. I think it's because I think for guys like us and, and for a lot of Americans, it's obvious what we're seeing, which is mm. somebody who has a connected family. It doesn't mean your family's perfect, but yeah. they love each other. And for whatever issues they've ever had through the years, they've managed to overcome them and grow together and they still enjoy one another's company. And you can't say that about a lot of these other presidents. They're weird. They are weird. The Clintons, yeah. you can tell, are disconnected yes. from everyone because they're unlikable and they're calloused and weird. They don't Barack like Obama and, and Michelle do not have that vibe. You, no, I mean, they, they don't keep, like each other. Oh, they don't like each other. And they show them uh, what recently they're out like at a game or something. 
and or with tennis, mm. dude, she's looking at him like motherfucker. I didn't want to yeah. be here with you. And their kids don't really want to be them. No, and their kids are kind of off the rocker too. Right, out doing drugs, partying like rock stars. Uh, yeah. and you can just tell there's not a connection there. Yeah, that's a great point, man. And then you see Trump, and you see Trump with his kids, and they're so polished and connected. They're all, they're all family people. Like I think he's done a, of anything I admire most. I think considering how busy of a person he is how much of his life he had to dedicate to building big business and being on TV and being online and being president. Right. With all these things, most of us, we would, we would have totally fucked up our kids. Hey, it's a great, that's a really good point, dude. I don't know how it's possible that he was able the to time raise, management alone. It how, would be, yeah. How do you raise such an amazing family that loves you and stays together right. while dedicating so much time to the rest of the world? I, I it's think great most people in the world, there's no way right. they can handle that. No, you know, no, you're actually, that's a really good point. You, you would have thought there would be at least one of them because it's big. It's a big yeah. family, right? Yeah. You would think, okay, one of the siblings is going to be kind of fucked up and feel neglected and turn to, to drugs like yeah. Hunter did. At least one of them has the and middle th- child syndrome and goes off the rocker. And none of them one did of them. it. None they're all them. fucking polished. It's amazing. And, and having met a few of them, they're wonderful people and their yeah. spouses are wonderful. And you're like. Okay, this seems to be like he obviously yeah. knows something about parenting and, and being a, a father. So I, I think if I ever had an opportunity to ask him anything, that's what I would want to know. How, how do you, you stay it? so busy in your life and accomplish so many big things at the same time, not sacrifice your relationship with your family? With your family. I, I think that's it's a great question. Any, I think if anything, that's what so many people in life. We're going to work from. very hard to make sure you ask him that question, by the way. I, I would love to. I want you to know, I already put a bug in the ear. Well, I was like, thank you. I appreciate I it. I think you need to have this gentleman talk to the president. Cause I think it would be an in- incredible conversation. So appreciate I'm going to keep, it. I'm going to keep plugging away on that, bro. I, I, thank you. Thank you. We will make it happen because I want to hear you ask him that question. It's the most important one to me. I would be fascinated to see what his answer is. Yeah. I, I think it'd be a good one. I feel like it's something that can affect and improve all of our lives. hundred percent. So, this next subject we're going to get into, we're going to start with the D.C. thing first, and we'll get into the San Francisco thing. We're going to start with the D.C. thing, and I thought, you know what? The best way to introduce the D.C. thing, I think, in my opinion, is I think we introduce it with a summary, uh, which is done courtesy of my friend Phantom Shadow. Because I could show you a bunch of videos, <laughs> or I could just put one Phantom Shadow meme up, and you'll understand the dynamics of what was going on in Washington, D.C. last night. i 
I feel like that was a pretty good uh, recap of last night in D.C. as a bunch of pro-Palestinian supporters attempted to break into the Democrat National Committee's building in Washington, D.C. Matt, uh, is that an insurrection or are we... Do we... I mean, what do we... <laughs> they arrested one guy, by the way. Yeah. Five officers... No, six officers... Uh, received medical attention for serious injury, minor, varying minor to serious injuries. One arrest. One person. I'm just... Are they eating their own? I am so anti-war. Yes. And I'm not anti-military action. Right. I loved what Trump did in 2017 when there was a little buildup going in Afghanistan. He went in there, dropped the Moab, Mother of all bombs. And it was done. Done. Hey, boom. Cut this shit out, and it was over. Hey, hey I think he uh, the Moab killed 1,400 jihadis that were inside of a cave system. Done. And it torched them instantly and ended the... Uh, one, one day over. Gone. This prolonged war and prolonged of citizens and prolonged of just normal people. Right. Even if they're the enemy, I think it's wrong. Yes. Because it just extends it. It creates more activists it creates more terrorists yep i like the trump approach just drop it once and move on to another day my favorite was the ginsu bomb on soleimani yeah. remember I, he dropped the ginsu bomb and had the blades they turned him into hamburger <laughs> meat right inside of his jeep just fucking and i was like well that's that's it because now and he know like his he's such a fucking beast he's like he's like oh this guy's revered yeah. and you have a certain way you wanted to bury yeah. him how about now yeah like Boom. dude over <laughs> how about you know? now ginsu bomb flop um, I, I think that this is a really good, I think this is an opportunity. Okay. Because although they seem like very pro Palestine, the yes. reality is that they're young, they're anti-war. So you think that, okay. Okay. That's an interesting conversation. So your theory on some of these people isn't necessarily that they're pro Palestine and that they're supporters of Hamas. Mm. They're just taking the position of being anti conflict and violence. Correct. They, and, and they happen to be on a, a very unpopular side of the issue given they, Hamas they, murdered they all those see, people. Yeah, they see that one side is big and one side is considered the underdog because it is. Right. And there is this youthful bleeding heart for the underdog. Right. And I think if there was a push or a narrative to say, hey, just stop war, I think you would get a lot of those people and they would become interesting allies. Well, that's because, that, that, and I think that's where Trump sits, where he goes, I just want people to stop killing each other. Yeah. What, I love the way What a provocative that. statement. Yeah. <laughs> I just, where you do know? you stand on the issue? Uh, here's the weird part is too, and, I, and I'm and i not a uh, expert by any stretch mm. on Middle East politics, but what I don't understand on the bleeding heart leftist side of this argument is how how do you just arrive at, we don't want Israel to attack Palestine, mm. Without addressing that whole thousand plus people that were murdered and raped like a month ago, and we have videos of the whole fucking thing. Like, it's like they Israel didn't wake up and go, "Hey, let's fucking." It, it was like, no, they woke up. They sent a bunch of people to music festivals and different shit, and then a lot of people died and got you know tortured, and it was horrific. And we have viral videos of it, and that's where the conflict began. I mean, I don't. It's weird that they can suspend that first part to hold this position of like how do you have a virtuous position when your position is quite literally i don't think there should be consequences 
for the people that did the thing that they did. I mean, I... Am I missing something? I try to think from their, their perspective. Right? Okay. I try, I try to understand, like, how one person could be that way. And if you, if you just take in what they hear, which is that there is a group of people... And they are, those people are feeling oppressed and they are being killed and they look at their lives and they also feel oppressed because a lot of these bleeding heart liberals aren't living the best lives. The ones riding in DC, they're not coming from like the best areas of town, right? These aren't the elite liberals. No, these are the oppressed liberals. Mm. So they relate to them. They relate to that story. They feel like, Hey, we're the minority and they're getting, they're the minority. They're getting bombed. We're the minority. We feel oppressed. So you think they're so simple in the fact that they just simply take up the position they just of whoever relate. they perceive to be smaller and getting squished. I think there is a Regardless movement. Regardless of attitudes. I, yeah, I think there's a movement around the younger people. I, there's always been a movement around the younger people to kind of just be anti-establishment right? and to just fight back and to just be a little more emotional and try to connect more with people. I get that. I understand that. Is it possible... And this is only because I know Phantom Shadow's in my chat and he doesn't agree with anything we're saying right now. Yeah, I agree. And I, I have a feeling I know what he thinks. Is it possible that they could be fucking retarded? <laughs> I think it's a combination of both. That, yes. But if you understand that, then how do you use that? Maybe not to your advantage. Right. But how do you, how do you be empathetic to the fact that maybe they don't know what they don't know? Can I offer up? My first piece of evidence supporting my argument of fucking retarded. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to need, uh, well, you might not want the headphones for this, but I'm going to, we're going to play it anyway. We're outside the DNC. We're outside the Democratic Party headquarters because this party claims to be on the side of life and peace and equality. And we're saying that we want them to live up to their values. And I don't know why this is so funny. And call for a ceasefire now. And we're being responded to by the police shoving anti-war activists down the Hold on, there's somebody getting thrown down the stairs. <laughs> All right, that's enough. That's enough of that. All right. So, I mean, so is she manic? Yes. Is she retarded? Yes. Is she losing grasp of the Hold reality? On. The chat also is catching other details, which is. They don't believe any of this is organic because they all have matching printed t-shirts up all ready mm. to go with professionally done signs. Correct. So they're also, I think, I think the chat is more leery of the bleeding heart agenda simply because the level of financial backing it has mm. and the organizational aspect. And that's where you start to go, you know, like, like hippies, it was obvious, right? A hippie group, you looked a bunch of homemade signs. There is no uniform of, of any kind mm. present, right? In the 60s. It was like, this guy looks weird. That girl's got this. She's no. half naked. Right? It was very clear. They had the tie-dye. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's kind but, of uniform. But the, signs, <laughs> but the signs were painted a certain color. Yeah. and like. But, dude, when I see fucking professional thick signs yeah. with professional screen sh uh, printed shirts with an organizational structure for the arrival... Dude, I don't think that's a, I don't that doesn't feel like just that doesn't feel organic at all. I well, think that's what the chat's saying. Well, but if you kind of break away all of the glitter of it, yes. and you hear if you try to listen to what she was saying, 
right? Which is the talking points probably she was given. Yes. Which is the people don't want it and the party is doing it. Mm. So what you're seeing is a strife between the party. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. Which is great. And I think when you <laughs> see the crack in kind of their party, even if it doesn't, even maybe we don't agree, it's like the enemy of the enemy is your friend. Yes. And the point is that no, we need to win this next election no matter what. No matter whose votes you're getting. Maybe reaching out to them that's against what's going on. They're against the establishment. Single, maybe we single don't voter agree issue where you go, we agree. Trump is the the peacetime president. Correct. And if doesn't believe in war. That, if mm -hmm. the Trump was here, there'd be no war. And people in Palestine and Israel would not be dying. And you can prove that point with his previous yeah. track record. And I think that's something that you could get that side over. Right. And then we'll go back to fighting afterwards. But I think getting him in office and winning the next election is more important yes. than trying to fight our social battles now. Right now, it's win first, and then everyone go back to your respective agree with sides, yep. and we'll duke it out again. But right now, if they're almost giving you the window and opportunity to say, yeah. hey, we're available right now. We're yeah. for sale. Yeah, you're right. I think it's foolish for us to say, oh, they're stupid. They don't know what the hell to talk about. I think it's a missed opportunity. I think you're, you're making some very valid points. Mm. The, and the, the biggest, most valid point is if you don't want young people to die in wars, elect yeah. Donald Trump. Correct. That's it. You don't have to add anything else. Just, yeah. just let that be your argument yeah. to somebody. Hey. No more war. Whatever you think about Trump socially, mm. he's going to make sure that you, even, you get to have that argument stateside rather than being shipped overseas. I think, if you, I, think the, I think the platform should be economy and no war. If you do that, I Those think Those two you things get, alone, I think, win you the election. I don't think you need anything else right now. And Republicans got to shut the fuck up about abortion. Correct. Like, immediately. You, you already got Roe v. Wade overdone. Like, stop. Move on. Move, move on. on. Move on. You move fucking on. let agree. them have move their on. states' rights stuff. That's the way it's supposed to be set up. It's a federal fuck. It's a yes. federalist setup. We do yep. not want... That's where they're going to get their asses kicked. Because it yep. was like 77% of voters yep. uh, last week. It's still one of the biggest issues. Yep. Because they think... That Trump's going to get in and ban fe uh, abortion federally, uh, yeah. nationwide. And Trump's like, it's a state's rights issue. I did my part. I, Roe I v. Agree Wade got 100%. overturned. Republicans got to walk the fuck away from the abortion issue. You got your, it's like arguing with your wife too long. Mm. There's a point when you're like, you've won your argument. Yep. Just set down the sword. Stop saying things back. She knows it. You know it. And now you just be nice again. Because if you keep talking, you're going to say something stupid and you're going to end up having to apologize eventually. Like, you got your win. Just push away from the table, right? I truly believe that the government has too much power and that we should be taking away power from them. Yes. That they should only make decisions on things in our lives that maybe a majority of the country agrees with. Then I can see them getting involved to help things happen. Right. Think something like abortion. I'm avidly against abortion. Right. I don't agree with it at right. all. You're a you, big nuclear family guy. You, you love will kids, never love convince babies. me yes. that that's not killing. You will never. However, right. half the country doesn't believe what I believe. Right. And if half the country doesn't believe that, it's not the role of the federal government to come in and make that decision for you. It's it's so hypocritical to say we don't want the government to get involved. But because I care about this issue, now we want the government to get involved. Oh, it's dangerous. It's, it's dangerous. precedent setting. No matter what, they should not be involved and let us self-organize. Yep. And I think letting the states do it, yep. I think that's how it was supposed to be. And yeah. I am totally okay with that. 
even though I adamantly right. disagree with it. It's a huge issue for you personally, yeah. but you live in a state that reflects that value. Correct. And if you did, if maybe you sat on the other side of the equation, uh, equation and, and it wasn't, it, you felt the opposite, you could move to a state that yeah. is more in line with your thinking. Yeah. And that's the way this whole fucking system set up. It was the original intent of what we have, right? A constitutional republic. Mm. I, I totally agree with you. I think Roe v. Wade overturned a a a failed, it should have never been ruled on in the Correct. first place. It was incorrectly ruled on to begin with. And it was only allowed to stay in place because of a million different reasons. But once that was done, it's a state's rights issue. Yeah. And so you can live in a state where, you know, first fucking heartbeat and no more abortion. You can live in those states. Six weeks in Florida. I think it's like eight weeks or 12 weeks here in Georgia, right? It's very early on. Uh, Mississippi's got a really, you know, good, very pro-life stance. But then you got other states that they're still there. Hey, we're going to fucking, and you could live there. So I agree with that, dude. I think I, I like where your mind's at on, I like where your mind's at on winning. Like, I like that you're not being distracted because it's how I am, dude. Mm. There are a lot of bullshit little like social issues that I'm like, that's the minutia. Mm. Fucking ignore it. The win is right here. Stay in the pocket. You got to win because you, you can't even, if you don't win and, and winning is, is, is about getting numbers, right? It's about like grabbing. And that's how Trump won in 16. The silent majority wasn't a bunch of disenfranchised Republicans. The silent majority was a bunch of disenfranchised Republicans and moderate Democrats that were scared shitless of Hillary Clinton. Trump won in 16 because moderate Democrats, 9 million of them, turned out to vote for him. And that's what shocked the world, which was like, oh my God, he grabbed everybody we stopped giving a shit about and got them to vote for one man, and he won. Yeah. And that's what 24 is going to be about. The, 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 the silent majority has to show up, but this time it's going to be a different demographic. And like you said, those screeching harpies, they might be single issue voters. Hmm. Maybe they don't know. Maybe they don't even give a shit about economic policies or know enough. All they know is they don't want to see dead people. Yeah. And so you just make the sales pitch. Trump's going to make sure there's no dead people. No one dies you'll under have, Trump. You'll other have than more like, money and you'll have peace. Like that's it. who doesn't want to get behind peace that? Peace is in fucking this day popular, age. dude. Yeah. It always has been. Yeah. It's an incredibly popular position. And it's, it's so rare too, to have a guy that's like, I'm running on, I can provide peace but I can actually show you my track record because yeah. I did it already. Like, it's not even theory. It's like, nah, dude, I did this shit already, right? So, interesting. All right, let's talk about this next subject. I had a meme with that one. I don't think I'm going to play it. Brandy, I'll play your meme tomorrow, honey. No, uh, don't take offense. I'm just trying to... Sorry, Brandy. Sorry, Brandy. We have another... We have more topics I have to cover. And one of them is this. So, I mean, let's get into this, dude. This is pretty fucking wild. We'll start with the mainstream media cut which is the APEC summit uh, in San Francisco.
Oh, boy. All right, I'm not going to let this thing run the entire time. It's basically, you get the idea. But I just realized something, Matt. What's up? When I was watching this, I'm about to play the clip of them driving, and I thought I thought one of the meme team added in the music, mm. and I'm realizing this was the music played on the street hmm. when Xi Jinping arrived, and I thought it was a meme, and it's not. Okay, um, I want your reaction first. You're the guest. Okay, Dude. so when I see this video, I, I have a couple of questions in my mind that pop up initially first. Please. That I feel like I need context, and maybe we will never know the answer. So we see all these Chinese flags, and our gut reaction is, this fucked up. This is America. Because <laughs> there's we, not a single American flag. Correct. Right. At the same time, is this area where, where anyone allowed to gather, and then... Uh, maybe a local Chinese organization decided that they're going to prop up and do this, and this is their right. free speech. And if that's the case, I'm okay with it. Do you understand what right, I mean? Right. We don't know who's holding the flags, essentially, is what Correct. you're saying. Who paid for this? Because it is. It's a free speech issue. If this is a, a yeah. uh, Chinese-American organization that's like, we're going to get out there with our flags and make our presence felt. Then I, 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 as much as I want to be mad at it, because I am a free speech absolutist, yes. I have to accept it. Yeah, agreed. I, I agree with that. Um, but if the, if San Francisco paid for it, then this is absolutely fucked up. Oof. You know what I mean? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to look, I don't want to be the guy. I, I'm going to go out on a limb and say San Francisco paid for this. Dude. <laughs> I mean, it makes the story better. I, 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 I agree with you. I know, but it also I, feels the anger, right? Yeah. Well, and I know where you're coming from, but it's given the fact. Okay. Here, here's the support my argument that San Francisco paid for this. San Francisco who lets their, their people, their citizens live in shit like actual human shit and drugs and death quite literally year round cleaned up just for this guy's arrival. Yeah. And that's what makes me think that this was not organic, that this was, that this was the city of San Francisco and or state of California. Because there are a lot of Chinese that live in San Francisco. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's okay. So let's talk about this. Cause I'm from Northern California. I grew mm. up uh, in central Valley, Sacramento. That's where I grew up, but I spent, Enormous amounts of time in the Bay Area. I love San Francisco. I used to love San Francisco. This was like mm. Chinatown was one of my favorite places to go in anywhere. Okay. From the time I was like seven or eight until, you know, in my early 20s. I love San Francisco. I used to go there. I used to take dates on San Francisco. I'd go hang out with my homies in San Francisco. We'd go to Raider games and go to Niner games. We, I mean, it was like the spot. Okay. Mm. And then obviously it became extremely dangerous and dirty and gross. Um, with that being said, as somebody who I feel like is well-versed in San Francisco, mm. starting in 1988, 87, my first time going to San Francisco, through my last time, probably 2010-ish, 11, 12, somewhere in there, bro, I have never seen a fucking Chinese flag in San Francisco ever before that clip I just played. Ever. I've never seen it. I'm in a fucking Chinatown and never seen a Chinese flag mm. in Chinatown. Now, you'd see little the shops that have stuff to sell, but I've never seen one waving around San Francisco like this. Um, 
And in my experience, Chinese Americans are some of the most hyped fucking Americans you'll ever meet. Yeah. Because of what they left. Mm. And like they still have pride in their culture, but they don't have any fucking pride in that the political structure over there. At least that's been my experience. So that's one of the things that was kind of alarming to me is I'm like looking at this, I'm like, I don't think this was I don't think this was like uh locals that that did this, right? Um so okay, you've been to San Francisco. You spent some time there throughout yeah. the years. Yeah. No, I agree with you. I agree that I I think people don't realize that so many Chinese and Chinese Americans, even first generation Chinese, are extremely conservative. I know Very. so many first generation yeah. Chinese that just came here and you know, maybe they work here, maybe they're citizens now, and they are just the biggest, most avid Trump supporters. Hardcore because they respect yep. the businessman. They respect the leadership. They think everything going on with Biden and the extreme left is weird. So I get that. Right. But if it's one random, like super rich Chinese guy, and he's like, I love China. And then he decides he's going to pay a bunch of people and do it. Again, it's, well, it's also hard it's, for me because it's also just as likely that Xi Jinping himself paid for it, paid for it. Yeah. Like which China case, knows the optics of yeah. what's about to happen. Like, yeah. He knows, like, dude, get some fucking flags out there. Yeah. I, it could be, it's just as likely it's some terrified staffer that's like, dude, if he drives down this street, there's not a single Chinese flag. He's they're going to, right, I'm going to get yeah. fucking tossed in the gulag when yeah. we get back. Like, yeah. ain't no way. Get 30 flags and go stand out there, you assholes. Like, reasonable. But it also says something about it, right? Like, regardless of how it happened, somehow they were able to create this scene and this this production of almost. this production yeah. where everyone in the world sees all these Chinese flags on American soil at the same time. Yeah. Somehow right. they were able to achieve it, whether nefarious or not. If that was a goal of theirs, they did. Yeah. Okay. If Biden good. decides he's going to go to China, even if he had to pay a bunch of people, could he achieve it? No. And isn't that interesting? That's that sad. Well, from that side power. coming here, yeah. their goal is I want to create this picture and imagery for the world to see, and they're able to do it. Yep. But if Biden were to go to China and he wanted to create the same imagery, he's not. Isn't that concerning that he doesn't have the same level of power in the world? Not at all. Remember, remember when, they, when China and America met in Alaska? Mm. And dude, they couldn't even get the Chinese to like stay at that meeting. Remember, they were like, they were like, fuck this. They bounced. Like they didn't even they didn't even send their senior people. Yeah. And they disrespected the shit out of Tony Blinken mm. and then walked the fuck out of the meeting. And everybody was like, everybody who understands power was like, oh, this isn't good. Cause what you just saw was basically, we don't respect you at all. We don't fear you at all. We're gonna say what we gotta say, and then we're gonna fucking leave. Get up, literally stand up in the middle of the meeting and walk out and disrespect you on your soil. And what you just said. Just it reminds me. Remember when Barack Obama showed up mm. and and they wouldn't even fucking greet him at the airport. Yeah, and it was the biggest middle finger. Xi Jinping was like, "Yeah, I'm not going to meet that dude at the airport. I don't give a shit." Would they ever do something remotely close to that to Trump? Fuck no. They took Trump no to the way. hidden city. Remember? No way. They fucking had dinner in the hidden city that yeah. no Western fucking dignitary had been to in like 150 years. Because you can th- say whatever <laughs> you want about President Xi of China. But he's a man's man. Yes, right? very much he so. He is an alpha man that knows he's 100%. in charge. And he respects the energy of someone that's similar. Power. Exactly. 
And I think especially with what's going on in the world, you need someone that has that exudes that level of power. Can, can we okay, fine, because we're gonna we're gonna go veer off course for a second. Mm. Can we appreciate then that when Donald Trump hosted G at Mar-a-Lago, they sit down to have their cake, and at the moment they're eating their dessert, G has his assistant whisper in his ear that Donald Trump has just bombed the fuck out of that runway in Syria mm. with fifty-two missiles and told Russia to go fuck themselves. It was like if you don't want to get bombed, then get the fuck out of the way. Otherwise, we're taking out this fucking military install- mm. in- installment. And he drops 52 bombs while sitting down and having cake with Xi. Like, when you're talking about power and respecting power, having your most, you know, your, not enemy, but, like, really your, your largest rival mm. fucking with somebody that you're allied with while you're there. Like, you're at my house, and I'm like, oh, I just... Had my 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 people kick the shit out of one of your homies, like, and you're just like, yeah, I'm here at your house, like, the, like I think like the message to G was like, I don't give a fuck, yeah, if you are aligned with Russia, I don't give a fuck if Russia's aligned with Syria, this is a problem. I'm taking out their military shit, and then the even bigger fuck you was that 51 out of the 52 missiles hit the target, and the Russian surface to air fucking uh, they couldn't stop them. Mm. And that's what we're talking about, like leverage, where you go, dude, like talk about respect, where she's like, I have to respect this man mm-hmm. because of the, the, the actions he's taken. And then when Trump went over to, to uh, China, they invited him to the, to the forbidden city or the hidden city, whatever that was. And uh, he had dinner and it was this huge moment because no one had been there 150 years. And now we're back to Biden. Essentially, I mean, we're going to get to those clips right now. So. You ready to watch a uh, U.S. president essentially get punked out by the uh, Chinese president? Yep, here we go. He's rolling up in the uh, the limo. Ready, two. Dude, Biden is so frail, bro. President Biden, what's your message? What's your message to China today? Frail as frail can be, dude. Ugh. That clip's brutal, Matt. What do you think, man? Like, all politics aside, dude, he, he looks like the wind could blow him down. See how gingerly he was moving? He's like super having to be like, and she's not doing that. She's like able to just, hey, what's up? Good to meet you. Walks in. He's still kind of got robust. He's a thick guy. And it's Biden, just like, he just, it's looks, just like a calmer, more stronger energy. Yeah, he com- walks confident. With, with his shoulders back and he's confident and he knows where he is. He understands there's cameras. He pauses, takes his time, takes his picture. It's methodical, it's prepared. And Biden just seems like he's like, 
Like just kind of like a little bit nervous. Well, unsure. imagine what they have to give him to get him up for the occasion, bro. He's got to be on a ton of fucking drugs. And I, and it just sucks, you know. <laughs> it sucks suck. because this is the president of the country. This is a person that re- represents us out in the world, right? And regard, I don't care what anybody says. The whole world is watching, going, Biden is weak. Yes. Nobody in the world is going. Frail. Oh, wow, that's a really good, strong man. Nobody thinks that. Nobody. No. No, they're lying if they do. Well, they tried to sell that. They were trying to sell that on CNN the other night. They're like, Nobody. oh, Biden does the work of a 45-year-old man. I'm like, what? There's, like, there's blatantly lying to your face. Nobody believes that. Nobody in the world has watched Trump over the last few years and watching Biden now and watching Trump again and going, oh, yeah, they're equals. Nobody. Okay, so I feel bad because I accidentally glossed over one of the important points you were going to make on our last clip. Mm. But I feel like it needs to be discussed okay. before we move fo- too far much further because it was a good point. Matt, you asked me the question before the show. Where did all the homeless people go in San Francisco? Oh, yeah. Where? Well, that was that where, was it. So we where know they cleaned the streets up, right? Like we know that they yeah. – we, we know what they did with the defecation and the drugs and all that. Okay, fine. But all the defecation and drugs are there because there were people. And so what were you telling me about the, well, the scandal isn't if they made the move? Well, because I remember when we when I got here, you said to me, uh, did you watch Gavin Newsom? And he admitted that he cleaned the house before people hit before the guests came over. Yes. And I said, I think he was being honest with that. I think that's not the cover up. The cover up is where did he put all those people? Where are all those thousands of drug addicted homeless people? Where? And. The craziest idea of it is that they can't just put them out in the open. What they do, they right. didn't just drop them in the desert. Right. They didn't just they, throw them out. Yeah, they didn't get in a line with the SWAT team and like, mm-hmm. okay, we're marching you off of the street, right? There was so at some point that means the city of San Francisco most likely created some sort of a drug den to invite these people over. Probably giving them food and drugs. Drugs, because there was no conflict to move them either. To incentivize them to stay there for the week or two weeks or however long it is, so the government is running a brothel, den drug den house somewhere in San Francisco with thousands of people (laughs) in. All right, so here, Matt, you were theorizing, but so is the chat, right? So here's the chat. The chat thinks they're at Alcatraz, (laughs) (laughs) dude. That makes so much sense, but then. Where are the boats? Where are the videos of the boats right. of them? How do they get over? there? Some people are thinking Alcatraz. People are saying they're down at a shipping container. They're somewhere, and the <laughs> government is running this facility. You're okay. So here, let's go. Let's go on this though. We didn't get any videos mm. of, you know, because there would have been videos. So when they move in the middle of the night, well, well, what it means is that these people chose to leave mm. peacefully, which or, means they were incentivized, right? I mean, are they? Tra- this is technically trafficking people. <laughs> technically, is trafficking. <laughs> so, but like, what I'm saying is, we would have viral videos of police trying to, like, when the police removed the fucking homeless mm. uh, from the Riverwalk down in Austin, Texas. Dude, there was videos of them like conflict, right? Because people were like, "Fuck you," and they're like taking their tents and breaking them down, and they're like, "Ah, right." Dude, this was San Francisco. These are the most doped out, violent motherfuckers as far as this kind of behavior goes, and we don't have a single video of the police getting into a ruckus over it, which means it supports your theory that somebody was like, if you come with us, we will give you X Mm. if you'll stay at this location 
until a further date. Or they showed up with these paddy wagons, had a bunch of crack in the inside, be like, oh, look, there's free, there's crack. free crack. And people just walk into the paddy wagons. And they just like a mouse trap. Yeah. You know? But the real question is, okay, if they put, <laughs> if they took a thousand people off the streets, how many yes. come back? Dude, you're right. It's a lot of people. It's a lot of damn people that they organized. And you, this is you, organization. They, they gathered up people and they found them a place to go and they're hiding. Okay, here's there. my theory. They didn't go far. They went vertical. That's my mm. theory. Because in San Francisco, if you start walking down streets or you load into a truck, you're making a scene. Yeah. But if you tell people, hey, go in this fucking building right here, get in the elevator and go up to the 23rd floor, that whole floor is for you guys. Then are they locked in there? Because if they're not locked in there, they're coming out. So are you now saying that San Francisco and the U.S. government is locking drug addicts get, into a building, fuck up getting there, them bro. high as fuck so that they can't leave? Is that the premise? Because that's even crazier if you think about it. That's way crazier. Yeah. It's way crazier to think that the federal government or state government... It doesn't matter what government, that they are gathering people up... formal organization. And they are drugging them to hold them. Dude, I, I feel... See, we need to get on a plane and go invest... We need to do, like, investigative journalism right now. <laughs> we need to get on the plane, Matt, and we'll just go down there. We'll if have anyone's our GoPros. watching from San Francisco... Yeah. This this is gonna burn my brain for the next. It's gonna three bother weeks. me. Where did the homeless go in Let San Francisco? Let me know. I'm curious to know how did they move them and right. where did they move them to? Because I feel like this this actually is a real story. There is a story here. Yeah. Because well, okay, all right. Let's even take the conspiracy element out of it. At minimum, okay. Let's say Matt. What if well, there's nothing nefarious? I don't think there's conspiracy. There were people there and they're not. Right. That's not a conspiracy. What happened to them is the conspiracy. Mm. But let's take that out. Even if it's not a conspiracy that nothing, not, let's say it's nothing even like uh, nefarious, bro. Wouldn't the Democrats want to talk about how they efficiently removed thousands of people from a location peacefully? Like there's, there's an answer here somewhere, right? Like either it was super like effective, you know, homeless management that you finally decided to activate or it was super violent or it was super nefarious or I mean, but there, there is no way that this is not nefarious. And I'll tell you why. <laughs> because you can't move a thousand plus drug addicted homeless people yeah, and have it go clean shit. and have it to run like perfectly according to plan. There was someone that wigged out. There is someone that got violent. <laughs> you're right. Bro. Someone that went crazy. That's, you're right. Because they've been on those streets for like 40 yeah, years. Some there's of someone them. said you're trapping us in that they're coming after us. There's someone paranoid that caused a scene. It's impossible that everyone's like, oh, we're moving? Oh, great, great. And pick up our stuff. You're, complete, all you're absolutely right. Because it, it's there's, literally there's impossible. too much hysterics on that. St I've been there. Impossible. The homeless people in San impossible. Francisco are fucking crazy. Impossible. So, oh, man, dude. So in one way, way they're holding people hostage. People are mentioning that Soylent Green is people. <laughs> they're thinking they converted them into people or into food. Mm. They got beamed up. I'm not eating anything from San Francisco, yeah, from San Francisco in the next three months. Yeah, stay That's away for from sure. the uh, tofu for no, the next couple months out of San Francisco, San Francisco, guys. Next you know, three months. Don't touch the sushi. Mm, None no. of the food coming out of San Francisco. Nope. Clam chowder. Avoid no, it. No. no, especially not like sausage. Dude. <laughs> there, I'm telling you, there is a legitimate story there. And oh, for sure. Could Maybe we're looking. Maybe Are we overlooking? Maybe they no. just went around the corner. Do you think no they way. went around the corner? Even still, you had to move them. How did you convince them to move? <laughs> You're absolutely right, dude. I'm trying to take the position of like giving them the benefit of the doubt, and I'm having a really hard time doing it. There's no it was way too that, quick. There's no way you move that many people willingly. 
even yeah. if they even if you paid them money, they're not gonna move that quick. Even if you offer them drugs and sex and everything else, you're just not gonna move that quickly because it's too of many. the populace and because there's unfortunately a lot of mentally ill people amongst that populace. Hundred percent. At least a portion of them are gonna be like, you can't control me, you can't tell me what to do. It's gonna cause a riot. Yeah, I, having been to San Francisco mm-hmm. my whole life, there is a segment of the homeless there that are so fucking crazy. Yeah. Yeah. They, there is no rational reason reasoning with people like that. They've taken too much acid. They've done too much drugs. It ain't fucking lights are on. No one home. I think if they said, oh, here's one video of one guy that wigged out, but we handled it. I think that would make their story more believable. Right. The fact that there is zero coverage and zero videos and zero even questions regarding it shows how much more they're covering it up. So aside from the homeless people that may or may not have been kidnapped by the Biden administration or or beamed up teleported or who are spending their days at Alcatraz at Mm. the rock. Uh, Aside from that, there is one man Mm. who's having the worst time of his entire fucking life dealing with Joe Biden. Mm. And that man is Tony Blinken. (laughs) And I think we might have a meme from Leah illustrating exactly what the current secretary of state is going through. Well, Mr. President, it's good to see you again. We spent many hours together over the last uh, 10 or 12 years, and uh, to host you in the United States is a great honor and a pleasure, uh, particularly as we to our summit today. A few moments later. Well, look, he is. harder did that guy's job get the second Biden was like well he is a dictator and Blink is just like you motherfucker they have no confidence in him you can you can tell by the way he's staring at him because he's so worried so concerned right. about what's going to happen and I'm going to be real I think our focus needs to be on who's going to replace him because so you, I don't think he makes it the next election you don't think he's making it I I would bet my, we talked about it on your show and I we can discuss it here a little bit. Everything that he doesn't make it to the next election and um, they're prepping for somebody and they're probably feeling it out. You know, is it Gavin Newsom? Is it Michelle? The problem Obama? is the, the polling. Is it The Rock? But The Rock said he doesn't want to. He's lying piece of shit. He's just saying that because he wants to seem humble. And one of the people I, I will tell is, you this. Let me tell you about what my, my assessment of The Rock because I agree he's a liar, but I will tell you this. I'm pretty good at sensing certain fears in people. And when he, not when he was with Rogan, but he went on a different show and they asked him about it. That dude doesn't want any smoke from Trump, bro. He doesn't want it. He's too young. See the rock. If you're going to take on Trump, you better be long in the tooth and ready. Like if you lose, you better be like, ah, fuck it. I'm old anyway. But dude, if you're a young guy, like he's fucking 50. You, if you, if you beat Trump, then oh, great. But if you lose to Trump, he will make you a fucking pariah. And The Rock has a lot of life left to live, bro. Like, if he swings and misses, was it you, you come for the king, you best not miss? Mm. I don't think he wants that smoke. I think he's like, I'm going to be cool. I'm going to wait. And I'm looking, he might be looking at 28. Like, dude, I could beat Gavin Newsom in a primary. I right? Would, I would say beware of wolves in sheep's clothing. Yes. He so, he is trying to play the game. You think it's game. him? 
He's a fucking idiot, though. He's a wrestler. I would not put it past him because if you've noticed, he not only did Rogan, but he's been on a lot of podcasts, a lot of interviews, and he keeps on throwing out this idea of, oh, yeah, they asked me, but I'm not interested. They asked me about president, but I'm not interested. No one asked you. You're throwing it out there so that people start talking about you. So you think they're testing the waters. They're, They're throwing out the wording. They're putting the two connections together and seeing if there's a response. I, I legitimately believe they're testing him right now. To so see how they, they might react. be A-B testing him with the electorate, with Co- their electorate. Correct. Hey, do we like him to be a little more aggressive? Do we want him to be see, more humble? No. See, hold on. Hold on. See, the, Trev is in my chat, and mm-hmm. what Trev doesn't know, he says The Rock's a piece of shit, and he's yes. actually really smart. No, he's not. No, mm-hmm. he's not. His entire fucking career is run and managed in fucking every aspect of it by his ex-wife and always has been. But, like, if you don't know The Rock's story, Danny runs everything, bro. Everything since he was in fucking college. The Rock is a dumb shit when it comes to business. He's a fucking dumb shit when it comes to politics. It's Danny. Danny runs everything and always has since he was 23 years old. So this is where I think you look and you're like, Okay, he's definitely somebody you need to keep an eye on, but I don't think he's in I don't think he's in that space, bro. I, I mean, isn't that the same thing we say about Joe Biden? That he's not running anything, that his wife agreed. is in charge. Hundred percent. We know that he will say what he's told to say. We know that The Rock will read the script. Yes. We know that he has ability to adjust his character based on his surrounding. Yes. Actually, if I was a democratic elite leader, he's actually a good person to use. Hundred percent. So if you think of it from that logic, it makes sense. My, my thing fa- is that presidential elections mm. take way longer to establish. He's got less than a year. You got to take him from the Rock is a dumb fuck wrestler movie guy mm. to he can beat and be, and be a better president than Trump in under a year. It ain't happening. You would have had to start this project fucking thirty six months ago. I mean, maybe they did when they tried to roll him out for hey we we support Maui thing. It just fell flat on his face all right here's what i think it is in my in i think i think the the rock is their long-term plan let me put Mm. it that way i believe the rock is their long-term plan for an answer to maga Mm. okay guy can fire up a crowd with all the things you just said but short term they've got a problem and to me the only candidate that even makes kind of sense to step in for biden is fucking gavin newsom Mm. can we agree that he as far as likelihood, is is Gavin Newsom a more likely candidate to replace Biden than The Rock? Yes, because he is already a already established. Correct. Already well, has all the ties. Already has the money. But actually, already has I, the Chinese fucking president's approval. I'm gonna say fifty fifty because Rock is more popular. True. I just I think to build presidential campaigns, you have to have coalitions already in place, and they don't have that right now. Mm. You don't have that, like. I, I, you know, and I, I, I don't think you know this, Matt. I told everybody, mm. and it's one of my most accurate predictions. In January of 2019, no, before that, before the, you know, January 2019, before the Democrats had even had their first debates, which started that summer. Remember, there was like a disaster. They had, was it uh, Cory Booker? They had mm. Buttigieg, Biden, before any of that. I told everybody, I go, I know who the next presidential Democrat presidential candidate is going to be. And I know who his VP is going to be. And I said, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. Mm. 
And, and I'm going to tell you why I knew it would be them. One, I knew they needed an established name that was already just as famous or close to as famous as Trump. That was number one. Number two, I knew that they were going to have to try and tap somewhere. They were figuring out how to figure, uh, put a, a minority candidate to run with them, right? So I was able to accurately get that. The Rock checks the box on the fame standpoint. He checks the box on the minority standpoint. Mm. Where he doesn't check the box, and, and, and I haven't seen anything to support, uh, you know, change my mind. He hasn't built the co- political coalitions necessary to actually begin a presidential campaign this late. Mm. Like even Bernie Sanders, dude, you have to have that momentum almost 18 months out from an election going into a general and he doesn't have it. I think he is. I think he actually is their future plan. I think he really is. Um, especially cause I think he, he, he's got that ability, that charisma to be able to, to do it. But I think, it, I think it's too short a notice. I think that may be true, but I think that there is a plan to use him in the future. Yes. And I think if we are aware of that now, you just got to crush him now that, that I support Biden Agreed. because he has soul yeah. clip, sound clip he has, should be on loop everywhere. Because if you think that he's going to come in and try to become their new Democratic puppet, right. crush him now. Agreed. That's what I think. It's a good point. Yeah. But in the meantime, the man that I think we've probably got to deal with is Gavin Newsom. Mm. And Team Trump feels the same way. They, they yeah. think that he is... They, we're going to all know probably by the spring what the Democrats plan on doing. But it feels like they're throwing Biden under the bus because he, he doesn't get very much protection right now on mainstream media. Don't you no, agree? Biden is done. They're, they, they're they turning off on him, him all the time. Everyone's distancing themselves from him. Um, I, Gavin Newsom, and I, I know that we disagree on this. I think Michelle Obama. I just think she's too lazy. I think she... <laughs> They don't have to do anything. They I don't just even have an argument value. other than I think Michelle Obama's lazy. Yeah, they just need name value. She's you know? at the ocean. I don't know, man. She, you know what though? Like, okay, Matt, she's let's got just, that big D energy. But <laughs> <laughs> you just went over Phantom Shadow. That he makes all of the Michelle Obama has a dick signs, uh, dude. Okay, here's the only thing I'll say about Michelle. If you were gonna run her, like they've let her go out recently, like the last like four months, mm. looking kind of busted, bro. Mm. It just, and maybe I'm completely off base, but like, if you were going to run her, wouldn't you be like meticulous about any public appearances? Cause you'd be like, we're going to run her in like 12 months. Trump's going to use all these old photos. Like, like those videos of her at the U S open mm. looking just fucking raggedy as shit and angry. I don't know if you can let her do that. You know what I mean? Like less than a year out from an Have election. Have you ever scrolled like the ultra liberal side of TikTok or anywhere else? It's kind of what they look like. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, she's being relatable. If anything, she's being relatable. I you love know? that you know. Like, you're like, dude, I'm on TikTok. Trust me. She actually kind of looks like all of them. And I'm like, it's totally relatable. Like, I don't know, bro. I don't know. I don't know. All I know is that I saw the bitch and I you was like. You got the reconnaissance. You got to go see the other side. She just looks so busted that I was like, dude, I don't even think she's taping it down anymore. She just looked like, I don't give a fuck, Barack. Leave me alone. You know? But then also, do you got the scandal? Like, also with the Obamas, isn't that, a, isn't the, the dead chef floating in the pond kind of a problem a year out from an election? I mean, it's already forgotten, right? People already is don't it? care. I don't know, dude. It seems like people keep bringing it up because there's new, 
Well, first it was they're not they weren't home. Then they're like, mm. okay, well they were home. Then they're like, well they weren't with them. And then they're like, all right, well they were with them. And then it was like, well they they didn't really know the details. And they're like, okay, Brock called the fucking cops. Yeah. It's like, dude. Oh yeah, and he died in three feet of water. Like, yeah, and you're like, dude, <laughs> was Michelle out there with an oar, just like fucking pow? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That that whole situation was weird, especially when you found out that he had a tell-all book coming out. Mm. I I I think it was a I think it was Brock that did it. Not you think Brock did it? Michelle, yeah. I think there was a lover's quarrel, and uh, pe- let, let me just say this. Here, I was afraid that I was going to say some shit that you were going to be like, Brandon, be reasonable, and I love that I get to sit here and be like, Matt thinks that Barack Obama murdered his <laughs> well, lover in a bond. Well, let, let me say this, right? <laughs> you for if if it was a murder, allegedly a murder, I don't know how to say it without getting a lot of trouble. If 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 if, if yes, if then. This is really sloppy, right? To do it when they're home for the person to die, when there's secret service around. Like, if you're really trying to off somebody, right? Then you do it like, oh, he went on a fishing trip and he disappeared and we were nowhere around. Oh, the plane had malfunction and it crashed. Oh, he got into a random car rush. Oh, he had some sort of heart condition. You don't have him drown on your pond behind your house. So are you saying then that it's it was a crime of passion. Is there any chance that this is like an Occam's razor situation where we just don't appreciate how bad of a swimmer this guy was? No, no, no. <laughs> this is a crime of passion because typically if there is a murder, then usually the first person you assume it was is a lover. Right? I, I feel like you would be somebody that would be really fun to watch like a, a true crime <laughs> documentary with because I feel I like I like where your detective mindset goes, bro. I'm like, that's it's, a really good point, man. I think it was sloppy. They got into an argument about his dick or something. Like <laughs> this was a crime of passion, and that indicates that there was love triangle involved. Oh. I'll just leave it there. Oh, he, so you, you now okay. You're gonna leave it there. You can't leave it there. Are you <laughs> suggesting it was involving Michelle or someone else? Oh, I think something like this screams jealousy Uh and it screams there was someone that was in love. (laughs) Okay, someone was in love. If you are a person, by the way, they're like, you have someone, (laughs) if you have someone that's worked for you for 12 years, you've been around each other, you know each other's most private and intimate moments. They're not like just, I kind of know each other. They like knew each other. Oh, Oh, yeah. Right. If anything, the three of them knew each other. Right. And then all of a sudden he dies in this super sloppy way. We'll just say crime of passion. Crime of passion. For sure. My if my I had wife, to bet, my wife isn't so. watching the show right now. She's going to fucking eat this up. She loves those podcasts. <laughs> like she's addicted to the true crime podcast. I feel like you just gave her so much to think about. It it just makes sense. It's it's the most it's the most logical explanation. It actually happened. does make a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. All right, um, dude, we've almost done three hours today, just dicking around. Oh shit. Yeah, dude. Uh, I Thank don't want to. I, I was gonna try to have you out. Like, yeah, I was like, oh, I gotta be sharp with this. I don't want to. Uh, we went two hours and forty five minutes. Uh, Matt, dude, you're the man. I appreciate you coming and hanging out. Awesome. Um, I know we're gonna get together. So so my good friend Miguelifornia, one of the meme mm. team members, is gonna be out here. And we're planning on coming and hanging out with you. Of course. Uh, and, and doing a, I think doing a, it'll be a killer podcast. Awesome. Um, we, I had a ton of fun hanging out with you. I, I think you and you and Mike will hit it off big time. Amazing. Um, dude, what do you want to plug? Talk to us about what you're working on. Where can people find you? Like everything they need to be on the lookout for. Um, I just started a stream actually after you were on my pod last week and you were talking about streaming, you're doing live streaming. That was Wednesday. 
we released the rep episode on a Thursday. Thursday night, I turned on my first stream. Oh, because you did a live stream. I did. Okay. Uh, it's because I don't know. I'm just neurotic like that. I have an idea, and I and well, I learned. It. I learned by immersing. Yeah. So I streamed Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night, and then like three hours each night. And then on Monday, um, we're like, hey, maybe I'll get a guest. So I did a guest interview, and then uh, I forget when that was. Now I have another guest coming on tonight talking okay. about teleportation and orbs and and uh disappearing airplanes and government cover-ups okay all kinds of crazy stuff we should be about michelle obama's dick and how like barry fucking murdered his chef <laughs> over <laughs> so that's where i've been spending a lot of time on otherwise i have a podcast definitely come check what's that the, out what's the easiest way if they wanted to find all of your content is it like is it a website or what's what's the the best twitter come to twitter come hang out on x usually okay. everything's on there there's link trees everywhere I don't know how the internet works anymore. I know it's really difficult. I'm the same way now, bro. We're in this day and age where if you really want to find someone, you can find them. You can find them. Okay, I hope but, you but want to Twitter, find me. And if you do. Yeah. But on Twitter, it's at Matt Kim at Matt attack. attack underscore double Oh nine. Dude. Can I tell you why underscore. I have an underscore? Please. Because I have at Matt attack zero zero nine on Instagram. Uh-huh. And I try to get it on Twitter and someone took it and made it a porn account. Oh, <laughs> so I have the oh, oh, nine they, underscore. They turned your <laughs> handle into a porn account, bro. They took my name and turned it into a that porn sucks account. That so bad, dude. That's the shittiest thing I've ever. You're the first person I've ever heard had that happen to him, dude. So I have the underscore. Hey, you guys, do not leave off the underscore. You're gonna be really shocked. I don't think it's an active porn account. I just oh. clicked it and then it was there. Oh, there's definitely porn if you click it though. The best was when uh, we got into it. Have you ever heard of this this weird little? Fat guy. He looks like a like a little lesbian. His name is uh, Steve Deese. Have you ever heard okay. of this guy? No. Okay, so Steve Deese is like this super fucking unhinged weirdo that works for Glenn Beck. He's a DeSantard. Okay, mm. so just put it that way. But uh, we we trolled him pretty hard, and he like cried really hard on his show about it. And uh, and he he called us. Uh, mag- he was like, people celebrating this are a bunch of bots. Uh, some guy with handle Maga Cheese Dick Forty Five is what he called us, dude. Mm. So my fucking fans, dude, all of a sudden my replies on my Twitter, my fans are all taking the handles MAGA Cheese Dick 27, MAGA Cheese Dick 47. Dude, it, all of my replies was filled with MAGA Cheese Dicks. So I feel like you just mentioning Matt, Matt Attack 009 without the underscore. I, I, you may have just started something because they do this shit to troll. Well, we are streaming tonight. I have someone coming in talking about. Who is it? Is it like somebody we would know or just like Ashton Forbes? Yeah, I don't know who that is. So he's been, he's one of these internet sleuths and he's been going down. He's been talking about Malaysian Airlines 370. Remember oh, yeah, 2014? It yeah. just disappeared. Yep. Apparently, he has this huge trough of evidence to prove that the government has this alternative technology to teleport and create infinite energy and harmonic orbs and wormholes. Crazy, crazy stuff. But apparently, he, I talked to him for like five minutes. He legitimately, he's not crazy. He really believes what believes he is. This. So I'm curious. The implications are crazy. So we're going to have a conversation. Like and a that's a fun conversation. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome, dude. It's out there. That's good. All right. So uh, and then the podcast, where like if somebody wanted to download the podcast, where do where'd they go uh, to do that? MattKimPodcast.com. If you go MattKimPodcast on um, Rumble, now I'm, rum- I'm Rumble, Rumble or YouTube or Spotify, I should be there. It'll pull Matt up. Kim Podcast. Okay. yeah. All right, you guys got that? All right, excellent, dude. All right, man, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Dude, it was a blast. Uh, we're definitely going to do this again. Uh, having, you, you know, having you here in the studio, 
Uh, I'll talk to Mike. I think it'd be fun, even if if we may have you back that week as well. Awesome. Uh, we'll see what we could. We'll, we'll work something out. But we got to have you back on the show, especially in 2024. We both know it's gonna be fucking crazy. Big year, big year. It's gonna be wacky. There's gonna be stories that you and I are gonna be like, they did what? And we have to talk about it. So we'll definitely have you back on this broadcast. Uh, but otherwise, I think we're done. God bless you. God bless America. And God bless our president, Donald J. Trump. I am author Brendan Dilly. That is my co-host from today, Matt Kim. And uh, I'll be back tomorrow at 12 p.m. Eastern for another episode of The Dilly Show. Until then, let's keep taking it all back. Have a great Thursday, everybody. But there is no way. This is the United States of America. We're not giving up our sovereignty to anybody. Fuck that. We came too close. Now we're going back the other direction. We're not going to get calmer as years go by. We're going to get more fired up. We're going to want more. I want more. This culture war, you fucking idiots, is not, is not something about the just, oh, the next re-election. We want it all back. We want our schools back. We want our education. We want our higher education back. We want our banking back. We want our celebrity fucking entertainment industries back. We want our music back. We want our sports back. We're fighting for all of it. I won't stop until we have every fucking aspect of Americanism back and actually representing America. We're raising an entire generation of patriots right behind us who have the exact same attitude and thoughts and approach. We're raising children. You're aborting them, we're raising them. We're raising them to vote. We're raising them to recognize bullshit. We're training them to not trust the the, uh, government or the media. We're training them in weapons. We're training them in free speech. We're not a fucking thing the left can do about it. We're not going away. This is only the beginning. Globalism was a failed idea. That was the George Bush era Republican, rhino, sellout, scumbag, globalist approach to things. This is a new America. This is a new America that resembles the old America, except for with a lot more wisdom. And you're just going to have to get used to it, lefties. We're not going anywhere.